boys and girls all over the world tune and dial in to the show where the host put what they hate most on a wheel and give a spin because it's movie night and the time is right to kick back and let go if you're in the mix and you like good flicks then you came to the wrong show it's the weekly watch wheel it's the weekly watch wheel with matt jimmy and shanley hey everybody welcome to the weekly watch wheel where we'll watch a movie will we watch a baby will we hold a movie you'll have to figure that out for yourselves i'm matt i'm one of the hosts here and i'm here with my good friend james aka jimmy jimmy how you doing today man i am doing so okay so okay pretty good man life's cool um my baby is loud and that's all right it's all right he's a baby yep he's very cute he's a good kid things are cool my body is sore from jujitsu yeah which is good it's a good thing to do good thing to be you show those other jitsers what's up i jewed them you did i jewed the jitsers that's okay you're supposed to do that right i mean they don't like it but that's what i'm here for that's what's understood very cool you you enjoying just life in general being back in season two yeah so good yo crazy times in season two yeah i I think uh it seems like listening has kind of expanded we got some new listeners i think in some more in the uk which is pretty neat and all the best podcasts update people when we get a new listener Hello, that's, that's UK. how you do it. Bum, <laughs> so we got bum, a new bum, one. Bum. We got another the one. The weekly watch wheel. In the UK, the wheel spins the opposite direction. Did no, you know? No, it doesn't. No? No. That's disappointing. It's not just us here, Jimmy. We're here with Shanley. Shanley, how the heck are you? I'm all right. You're rocking the PJs. You look great. Yeah. I got comfy, got set, sat down with the baby, and he already spat up on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to still wear my dirty PJ shirt because <laughs> that's what moms do. He's just still returning, in my dirty pee pants. He's just returning the milk from whence it came. <laughs> he sure <laughs> is. He borrowed it and he said, all right, mom, you can have this back now. Yeah. You take care of your kids so that way one day they can take care of you. Yeah. He's just shared. If someone, honestly, Shanley, if anyone wants to give you some of their dairy products back... You don't want it? Um, well, well, I'm you lactose put it like intolerant, that. so I would take... I still Okay, miss cheese. cheese and ice I cream. I still have ice cream. Milk actually really messes with me. Yeah, we, we don't need to get into your bowel movements, but... Yeah. I'm just saying, if the kid wants to share with you, just appreciate that. Mm-hmm. How you living, Shanley? I'm doing all right. You feeling good here in season two? Yeah, I'm excited. We have a whole world of opportunity ahead of us today's an especially exciting episode for you yes it is why because i spin tonight oh okay i thought matt was pulling some shenanigans about because it's matt's week and you were just gonna be nice and go along with it oh no <laughs> no I am not she, nice. it's her first spin for the year yeah later much later first yeah, you have to you. get through what you did to us what i did to us mm-hmm. oh this is gonna be interesting well, I was the spinner. I'm in second position this year, which is pretty cool. I kind of see the weekly watch wheel as a, kind of like a, a bobsled team, a Jamaican bobsled team, if you will. And uh, now I'm in second position, and I spun, and I got Jimmy's category, Wanna Tap It. It's not your cat. It's all of our category, but uh, 
It's your brainchild. It's weird to me that you keep track of our positions because it's a rotation. It's not the way I see it. I know you don't. I see it linearly. Linearly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) So you are in second and fifth and eighth. Yeah. Let's not bring math into this. Are we counting again? 11th. (laughs) We're back. We're right back where we left off. We're counting in threes, (laughs) starting with two. It's fun. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, so I spun Wanna Tap It in the spirit of that category is taking a movie from our own history that kind of awakened within us a level of attraction and even... Uh, the libido mm-hmm. of the young spinner in this the case. The purple-headed yogurt slinger. Wow. Firing on all cylinders today. Schlinging on all mushrooms. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Pedro. It is Pedro. So my Pedro led me to select Varsity Blues from the year 1999. Mm-hmm. Rewatching this movie, I am... I feel strange that I saw this when it came out. So I would have been nine when it came out in theater. I saw it when it released on VHS. Released on VHS like June 1999. So I could have been either nine or ten either way. Too young for this movie. No wonder it did things to me. Why is there such a long gap between when a movie releases in theaters? Because they have to draw it on the film. Mm. Yeah. It's not like today. Where the movie automatically writes itself onto a streaming. Mm-hmm. They used to have to chisel it into the film. Okay. Yeah. So, or maybe it was just so popular in the theater, it kept running for months and months and months. There's so many movies that, like, I remember being advertised in theaters, and then I forgot about it, and then all of a sudden I saw a commercial that was, like, in stores now, and I was like, oh, that came out already? That's crazy. Totally forgot about that. I think it was a, a longer gap before. Or, or oh, may, yeah. may, maybe it's just because we've gotten older and so the years smush. But I think it was a lot longer before. In any case, yeah, Varsity Blues. I guess I got to give a summary and then we'll jump into it. Um, story follows a high school football crazed town in Texas called West Canaan. There's a star quarterback who is uh, the beloved leader of a legacy high school football team that is on their way to their 23rd district champion under a crazy coach named Coach Kilmer, played by one John Voigt, uh, a.k.a. Angelina Jolie Sr. And um, he pushes the kids so hard that they take painkillers and inject cortisone into their... Well, I guess it's inject painkillers into their bodies and because of that star quarterback Lance Harbor played by Paul Walker he gets really hurt and they have to depend on a student that everybody hates named John Moxon played by James Vanderbeek and the story is about his rise to small town fame while he's also wrestling with some existential crisis about whether he should support uh, the football crazed town and and participate in praising horrible John Voigt. How's how's that? Sure. Sounds great. Did I miss anything important? Nope. Okay. Well, I want to just jump right into it. This was chosen for Wanna Tap It, and boy, is this a libido-infested movie. That's a gross way to put it. Okay, well, I mean, the important part to this, Matt, is... Yeah? 
do you still want to tap it? So my rank of gals in this movie... I would movie, like to just emphasize for a second. This is a yes or no question. <laughs> Nothing with me is a yes or, or no question. <laughs> yes. yes. Want to tap it? Yes what? or no? Yes. Yes? Still does it he for me. He wants to tap it! <laughs> three effing want to tap it! There's, <laughs> there's three primary uh, ladies that I was attracted to as a kid, and I still am attracted to them in the same order. Okay, Shanley, you're up first. Uh, first one's going to be Amy Smart. Okay, then what? Is she? Is she's the number one position. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. You, have to, you don't yeah. have to check along <laughs> well, I'm the way. Clarifying. I'm clarifying. Um, second one I'm going to say is... Paul Walker. <laughs> Allie Larder, I think her name was. Interesting. The cheerleader. Okay. And then third one I'm going to say is the teacher. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Jimmy? Okay. So number one is actually Mrs. Moxon. <laughs> The Margarita Queen. Yes. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, number one is Miss Davis. Interesting. Number two is, it depends if we're talking about want to tap it or um, if he likes them. Because I think he likes mm. the good girlfriend the most, but I think he wants to tap the bad girlfriend the most. Mm, I so I would say... For the spirit of the category, Miss Davis number one, cheerleader number two, the good girl number three. No, it's Mrs. Dave, Miss Davis, Jules, then Darcy. Okay, so yeah, teacher, good girlfriend, then bad girlfriend. That's right. I would, I guess, agree with that list. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, so the issue here is Darcy who is Lance Harbor, the star quarterback. Uh, it's his girlfriend until he gets injured when she switches to Mox. Yeah. Because she owns up to it, she's like, look, I just want to make it out of this crappy town. The sleepy the old town. Way, the only thing that leaves here is good football players. Yeah. So I'm latching on to whoever the best football player is so I can get out of here. She Sad, does. but I mean, she's keeping it real and I respect that. But the only thing attractive about her to me is her skankiness. Oh. And I don't like that, you know? So, like, she's working harder to get the attention, and that works on me on, like, a primal level <laughs> that, like, I hate and I resist in myself. Wow. I think all men feel, like, a certain, like, weakness to the effort of women who are like i want you to look at me you mm. know yeah like a girl comes out with whipped cream on her boobies and vagina that's and oddly specific. most men are gonna just be like damn you i'm looking <laughs> uh it's just we're we're weak we're weak people right i don't want to project it on everyone i am and if you relate to that let us know on instagram <laughs> at the weekly watch wheel <laughs> It's going to um, be weird. It's going to get real weird. <laughs> but yeah, so once you stop paying attention to like what her behavior is, Darcy becomes a lot less attractive to me. Gotcha. I feel like in order to make fair fair that we should 
also pick top three attractive dudes too. Oh yeah. Okay. For but before sure. we do, Shanley, what's your list for the top three gals? Gals? Yeah, because we. I said I agree with Matt uh, with his ranking. Um. Okay. I'm gonna say Darcy, then the good girlfriend, then the teacher. Wow. Darcy's the most attractive to you? Yeah. Shanley's always liked blonde, <laughs> like commanding cheerly women. <laughs> cheer captain types. Is that she true? really does. I she mean, has like a weird weakness for like the typical like pretty white girl. Like that's Shanley's type. I I think I have a weakness for girls that know what they want and just like or unashamed about admitting it. A Princess it. Zarina type. Exactly. But, I mean, she, if they're always blonde. They're blonde and blue-eyed, and Shanley goes, yep, I'm in love. Hmm. I think it's also, I, I am a little jealous. I always wish that I was blue-eyed. Not so much blonde. Hmm. Are you blonde? You know. Well, we love you the way you are. I prefer you the way you are. Mm. If you were blonde and blue-eyed, I might be out of here. All right, let's let's rank the dudes then. Top three. There's a lot more dudes in this movie than than ladies. Okay, can so. I go first, please? I've been waiting to do this all day. Yes, I can't wait to talk about these hunks. <laughs> okay. So this is kind of a tough one for number one and two. Interesting. Number three is a clear cut number three for me, but one and two is rough. Okay. So. If I'm talking just like face and hair, Lance Harbor is definitely number one. Okay, Paul, that's Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah. Um, but ironically, not great at walking in this movie. If you're talking body and personality, yep. Tweeter is number one. I mean, that guy is He's not only does he have a butt that does not quit. <laughs> But he's just got the confidence and, like, the fun. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just hard to not, like... There, I've always admired dudes that can be, like, gross and, like, immature and obnoxious. But get everyone to be okay with it. Like, everyone's just like, what are you gonna do? That's, That's just him, you know? Tweeter drinks beers. I, like, I admire that. I've yeah. always... Because I've always been obnoxious and inappropriate. But people don't love it. People huh. go, ugh, and, like, leave. And I love you. get mad at me. So, um... <laughs> or they move in with you. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> they marry you. <laughs> very few people do that, and they regret it. And they tell me about how they regret it. Um, but, yeah, so I admire Tweeter. So, so he works on me personality-wise. And he's not bad-looking. But then third place is probably Bacon. <laughs> bacon the pig? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Third place is probably Mox, but hmm. I really feel nothing for him. I just, I acknowledge that he's probably handsome or something. James Vanderbeek. Too many names in there that sound like one word. Yeah. James that's, that's all Vanderbeek. <laughs> he's like Cher. That's just one single name, actually. Yeah. Without agreeing, just do you like what I put out there? I do. I do. I I agree with your assessment of Tweeter. He's kind of got it all, 
But I I am a He's little a triple threat guy. Quadruple threat. He's an excellent uh, athlete. He plays every position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what did we count? He, so he's mainly a wide receiver. He's a right? wide receiver, but he also plays linebacker. And <laughs> yeah, he's he dips into linebacker briefly and uh, dabbles in quarterback. Yeah, be, because when Moxon quits the team, Kilmer says. Tweeter, you take snaps. So apparently he's just ready to go. He can do everything. Mm-hmm. Plus he's like a little guy. Like I, I, I like the like short and small, but like super confident. It's great. That's kind of what Sean's got going on. Yeah. So I, I respect what you did there. Okay. I, I, I have some thoughts uh, in comparison to mine, but I'll, I'll let Shanley go first. So Jimmy, I really liked your assessment so much so that. Tweeter is actually my number one. Nice. Mm. Number two, I think, is Paul Walker, whatever his character's name. Lance Harbor. Yep. And number three. Billy Bob, Billy Bob, Billy Bob. What is it? Um, um, wait, wait, wait. Who's the triangle? Greg the Triangle Harbor? <laughs> is that it? Yeah. I wonder if they're related. <laughs> Lance Harbor I wonder if and these Greg movies the take place in the same, same universe. universe. That's crazy. That's his little brother. Call that the triangle. Lance has a little brother, Mm -hmm. which is maybe Jesse Plemptons. Plemkins. (laughs) That's right. Jesse Plemkins. Jesse Plemkins. Okay, cool. So Lance Harbor's little brother grows up to be Greg the Triangle Harbor, (laughs) and gets trapped Um, in a time triangle. Time time triangle. Yep. (laughs) All right, Shane. Sorry. Go on. Uh, number three, I don't remember this character's name, but I think his last name is Brown. Wendell Brown. Wendell yes. Brown. Wendell. Yeah. The Matt Abad of this movie. <laughs> yeah. For some reason. <laughs> because of the sports. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to be Wendell, I think. I like him. A lot. Very good. Yeah, I'm glad he made somebody's list because he's on mine. I think, like, okay, so I would say Lance is a very handsome man but not really much of a personality but that's okay if you can land it marry the guy he's very handsome and then tweeter thank you lance (laughs) actually and then wendell in space number two because he's like he's like tall handsome and he's smart he's sitting in the back of the flatbed truck reading a book come on i didn't even notice that at the very beginning of the movie i know what time they're in the truck i just didn't remember that I mean, it's no walking to the park and reading comic books, but it's close mm, to that. That's why I relate to Wendell. And then probably Tweeter last. I think um, Tweeter's life can go one of two ways. He could either be awesome for his entire life, or he could be a total burnout, crazy, like, when I was back in high school, I'm like, that's that's enough, Charlie. Like, we know that was 15 Charlie years Tweeter, ago. Charlie Tweeter, that guy's awesome. It's Barney Stinson. Oh, right, right. That's really good. Yeah. So interesting. We got some varieties around here. Interesting, Jimmy. Uh, Wend- Wendell didn't make yours at all. No, it still doesn't. I'm not going to get caved into it on some weird racial thing here. <laughs> um, I just, he didn't do much for me. He's kind of a dork. He's uh, not very interesting. He's kind of got a chip on his shoulder, you know? Hmm. I feel like when you're part of a team that's full of, like, standout excellent football players you uh-huh. don't get to be like all like upset and thinking that you're like special or whatever it's like tweeter is a stud 
and he doesn't care. He's partying. He's not tripping off anything. Like oh, he's tripping off things. I mean, just Mrs. Davis. <laughs> um, he's very horned up. He is. But um, and he maybe has an STD. He does have an STD, yeah, right? For sure. <laughs> and he wants to bang uh, Billy Bob's pig. pig yeah. Um, Black Mirror. What? That happens in Black Mirror, I think. I've never seen that show. But I think it's about people having sex with pigs. Yeah, you talk about that a lot. <laughs> I've watched several episodes of Black Mirror. Never once saw that, but you often bring up... It's an Black Easter Mirror, egg. Black Mirror, you bang pigs. Well, you guys at- like that show about banging <laughs> pigs. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, overseas, that show's called uh, Pig Banger. <laughs> yep. So anyways, uh, Wendell's all right, but... Okay. Honestly, if we're going to say that a black guy in this movie is on the top three, it's the dude from the liquor store. Oh, the one that, the uh, one that Kyle, Kyle mocks buys in. condoms from? Uh, yeah. That dude is way better looking than Wendell. Okay. Interesting. Do you think Wendell is related? I would related? definitely place liquor store guy above Moxon. Yeah. Moxon's jeans are too big. <laughs> He's, gonna, yeah. he's rocking some pipes. And his jeans look maybe related. Mm. You know? Genetics. Yeah. Uh, do you think Wendell is related to the Wendigo? Nope. No? Nope. Not sure even don't. a little bit? No. Interesting. I think that James Vanderbeek made a huge mistake being Lily's ex-boyfriend... Is that who he is? No, Robin's ex-boyfriend. He's Robin's, from, Robin's ex-boyfriend from, from Canada. Canada. He was in the uh, Sandcastles in the Sand. Yep, he? Sandcastles in the Sand. Sandcastles in the Sand. It was the uh, best two weeks of my life, or best week and a half, week and of, and my half life. of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen James Vanderbeek and stuff recently. I, I don't know what he's been in, but I've seen him on like press junkets promoting stuff. Mm. He's gotten more handsome over time. Really? Yeah, he looks great. He looked less handsome in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, yeah, that was his awkward stage. <laughs> okay, it, it, it his awkward mid-20s. stage in his late thirties. <laughs> he he looks great now. He's got a, he's okay. got a beard. Yeah, cool haircut and. Kinda... So you still want to tap it? Is what you're saying? No, he's not even on my top three. Well, no, in the movie he isn't, but now he is. Yeah, yeah, he's... like if we did like a where in my are they now top three in yes. the entire world? <laughs> yeah, he's in there. Okay, I am interested. Out of the gate, what did you guys think of this movie? So, I feel like I wasn't sure if it was going to be a comedy. I either felt like it was going to be a comedy or it was going to be a drama. And I feel like it was somehow a little bit of both and also neither. Hmm. Dramedy? But, but not, an, not a dramedy. Right. An Andromeda. Exactly. So, did you like it? I can't decide. I feel like you watched it twice. And I tried taking notes, and I feel like I had a hard time taking notes because it was just, like, so easy to watch. Hmm. And I can't tell if it's a good thing or if it's, like, a bad thing that, like, there is nothing noteworthy. Wow. So there's defense, there's offense, and then there's on the fence. Exactly. And that's where you are. It's interesting. I I see what you're saying because the first time we watched this movie, Sean was having a rough night, and so we were all having a rough night. And the movie kind of, it didn't drag on like in a way that I was having a bad time, but it felt longer the first time through. Okay. And then rewatching it today, it really flew by and I was kind of aware like, 
a lot of this movie is filler, not in like a bad way, but just like so much of it is just like stuff you don't actually have to pay attention to. And so like the amount of actual like plot points and scenes where people are actually interacting in a way that moves the story forward is like less than an hour. Can you give me an example of something that doesn't really matter to the plot? Um, Billy Bob feeding his pig beer at the party and them hitting the uh, alumni from their football team in the nuts with a wiffle ball bat. Is that a wiffle ball bat? I was trying to identify. It is a wiffle ball bat. So it's not like a... A baseball bat? Yeah. No. And then... No wood on wood contact. Them, uh... Just a lot of, like, their antics are kind of like, alright, like, this is just something that's happening right now. Pretty much everything at the strip club, you don't really have to pay attention to. The list of different names for a boner. I'm just going to say all the funny parts of the movie. (laughs) But, like, if you cut out all the parts that are just there to either be funny or to just, like, kind of set a tone for, like, these are young kids having fun. Yeah. That doesn't really matter or move the plot in any way. Gotcha. Like, yes, it matters that they went out to the strip club because that's why they played poorly. But we spend a lot of time there. Yeah. That that, that could have been, like, a one-minute scene. Like, them getting, oh, drinks are free. Woo! And then cut to them leaving and then the sun's up. But we spend a long time there just to... Look at boobies. Get some, because yeah. boobies, Jimmy. Which I'm cool with. I love boobies. <laughs> they rev my engine. <laughs> but, uh... I just I'm saying like you know okay. the second time through it really was like oh I don't even have to watch most of this like gotcha I'm not missing anything well the runtime of this movie is an extremely reasonable hour and forty four minutes which I enjoyed I was reminiscing with Shanley last night that I miss when movies were roughly this length mm-hmm. yeah it just really doesn't happen anymore and I I liked that but would you say that you liked it though it's cool yeah. I would watch it again. Like, this is a great movie night movie. Sure. Because it's so easy to tune out and not be like, what, what's going on? What did I miss? You just kind of like halfway pay attention and you're not going to miss anything, you know? Gotcha. But it's still like, it is a good story. It's just short. Gotcha. Good but short. Not unlike Tweeter. Exactly. Mm. So I think maybe a good way to go through this movie is with the different story arcs of it. Because you, you got different things going on with different characters. Mostly, obviously, it's following mocks, But there's some other stuff going on in there. Um, so I think we, we might do uh, some, some character beats and follow out their story arcs and see how we feel about that. Uh, so starting off with Lance... We got this guy who is such a great high school quarterback that they put up a billboard for him and everybody loves him and everybody cheers for him. And he's charming and handsome. He's dating a cheerleader. How did, did you guys enjoy him as a character at all? He's barely in the movie. Right. Almost none of him actually doing anything. Um, even his like triumphant return is like very minor. Like he doesn't lead any scene he's in you know 
Gotcha. Um, but you know he's cool. Chanley, any thoughts on Lance Harbor? So I struggled between thinking that he just was kind of like an airhead jock. Like he didn't really seem to have a personality besides being like, oh hey, everyone loves him and he's kind of likable because a real Jimmy type. Yeah. Don't don't give in his shit. <laughs> I love you. Lovable. But you love me because most people don't. And you're like a fringe class. <laughs> like you, you live your life on the edge. Yeah. If everyone actually liked me, I don't think you would. Mm, that's true. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I rest my case, Your Honor. So I struggled between thinking that he didn't really have a personality and then also kind of thinking like, no, maybe he is just kind of laid back and chill and just likable. Well, I mean, he's he's got a little bit of, of an arc. It's, it seems like he likes Mox, but then maybe he kind of ignores him a little bit. And then it, he it occurs to him after he gets hurt and Mox is there for him and kind of being faithfully at his side that it kind of. Uh, sits with him like, hey, this is this guy's a really he's a good friend and he appreciates everything you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, but then he he comes in and he saves the day when Wendell's about to get an injection. Yeah, kind of. He's like, I, I mean, know what this is like. Then he goes and he he coaches them to victory. Okay. I have a problem with him coaching them though. Okay. His epilogue is that he found his calling as a coach. Billy Bob calls him Coach Lance, mm-hmm. but he's not really coaching. He's calling all of Moxon's plays. Everything he does in that second half, he's just like, these are all things that Mox has said before, and that's what we're going to do. Can he really take credit for that? Well, that kind of brings us to the core of this film. Uh, so if we're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. I think that where Coach Bud Kilmer mm-hmm. went wrong Mm-hmm is that he forgot that he was there to support his players. Wow. He should have been an athletic supporter. Him. Yes. Right. He was making them sacrifice for his legacy instead of him making them the best that they can be. And so I think that Lance actually was doing a good job being a coach because he's supporting his quarterback doing what he wants to do and he's embracing Mox's creativity and his play style huh. and enhancing it to get the best performance out of the team. You're blowing my mind right now. That's what I do. Mox, I'm kind of Mox. Yeah. Coyote power. Mox is a fox. I Mike like drop. to think of myself as the Lance Harbor of our podcast. Do you have a poor knee? I do. <laughs> You forgot you do have a party. I do, yes. <laughs> wow. You you are Lance then. Mm-hmm. Okay. In every way. Mm-hmm. Very handsome. Yes. Incredibly handsome. <laughs> Dashing good looks. Billboards all over town. Home of Jimmy. Yep. <laughs> it's right outside her building. That's it's great. Very expensive. I I do love how much everybody loves him in the movie though. You would. Of course you do. Well, you know, you're like, damn, that's the dream. No, no, I want billboards of me all over town. <laughs> there are billboards of me all over town. Okay, I've put them up myself, but I love seeing them. Mm-hmm. No, it, the the part that I really enjoy is at the beginning of the movie. I I think 
when Billy Bob picks up everybody for school, that's like my one of my favorite scenes of the movie. And it's it's over in a flash, but he basically hog calls Mox and makes Mox chase the truck. But with Lance, he pulls over, gets out of the car, and takes Lance's duffel bag and says, if there's anything you need, you just let me know, and then walks into the car. Who does that, Billy Bob? Billy Bob does that. I love it. Well, I mean, that's what the coach has ingrained in him. Mm, That's a good point. Can we just jump and talk about Billy Bob? Sure, yeah. Heart of this movie. Got enough heart for all of us. Honestly, I like that he's kind of the main character without, like, in them making it obvious. Yeah. But I also wish he was a little bit more, like... I mean, it's... Tone it it's down. It's very slightly an ensemble cast. Like, uh-huh. it's mostly Mox's story. Right. But it really should be a little bit more of, like, everyone's journey because... Wendell does have an interesting story, and I wish we got a little bit more of that. I'm sure that Tweeter has an interesting life. And honestly, Bud Kilmer, like, I would like a little bit more of, like, what his life looks like, because it's an interesting character. Yeah. But all we really get is Mox and then a good chunk of uh, Billy Bob. Um, Chunk? Really? Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just piggybacking on what you said. uh, Wow. Piggybacking? (laughs) Really? Uh, that scene when Coach Kilmer has been demanded and he's like packing up his stuff in his office, it's just a really great silent acting performance from John Voight in that. You know, obvious, I don't mean like a silent film. <laughs> there's just a, there's a lot of story in his face, and I, and I found myself wondering, like, oh, you know, why did he turn out to be such a jerk? Like, yeah. what was his childhood like? And I started mm-hmm. thinking about Stephen King because, you know, in Stephen King's in it which is i think the only one that i've ever listened through he'll just go branch off and tell like a two generation story of a side character just letting you know why they're such a jerk damn dude cocaine oh, is because stephen, stephen king, king doesn't want to does yeah. that and yeah. that's a cocaine thing is you just get on like a tangent and you're just like we're gonna do a deep dive real quick into this entire <laughs> it, lineage <laughs> it really like so so i'm going on a tangent now but um, hey the cocaine <laughs> beth's husband father gets a story arc briefly as it introduces beth and then i don't know if if it was in coke language i don't know how you would chart it but effectively it's like all right there's this girl and she's married to this guy and this guy's a jerk and he's a jerk because his dad was raised like this <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. we, i thought we were learning who beth is like what the hell are it's you a doing? little bit like uh what's his name miguel something from ant-man michael pena yeah isn't yeah. it miguel i mean <laughs> Am I racist? <laughs> it's okay because I'm Mexican and I'm this here. Is I'm my here roommate, to arbitrate. Mateo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, sorry, I went off on the tangent there, but I agree. I, I would like to know a little bit more about Kilmer. Yes. Hmm. But so Billy Bob, super cool dude. I like him. Love I him. feel bad for him. Yeah. Did you know that he's dead? I did. Yeah. I remember when that was on the news. They're like, Billy Bob died. Well, first, before we get there, Shanley, thought, initial thoughts on Billy Bob. We're gonna we're gonna dive deep. We'll probably be talking about Billy Bob for hours. This um, is gonna be such a fun podcast. <laughs> so I feel like there's so many times in the movie where I was just like expecting the worst to happen to him, mm-hmm. which sucks because he is such a fun, like, charismatic, loving mm-hmm. 
joking person. I was convinced he was going to die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you said in the first act, I'm not ready for ability. <laughs> you said I'm not ready to lose I, Billy Bob. <laughs> I don't know if I said it when he started drinking syrup, but I felt it when he started drinking syrup, <laughs> which is the first time he picks up Mox before they pick up anyone else. He's drinking out of a full-sized syrup bottle. He He's eating a pancake in one hand. He wipes it in a jar of peanut butter and bites it. Oh my and then God. chases it by drinking a full bottle of syrup. And while I totally get it, <laughs> that is death it impending. Sounds, yeah, I, I get it, too. It sounds great. All of those things fit in the cup holder. <laughs> that is a commuter's breakfast. I'm going to let you know right now, a bottle of syrup does not fit in a cup holder. Maybe not yours. Shanley, you were expecting yeah. the worst to happen to Billy Bob. Yeah, I feel there were so many times where it was kind of setting up that he it was kind of annoying, gonna have right? a heart attack or something. He's all right. sweaty, going to the bathroom and like putting water on his face. It's like, why are you making me think he's gonna die? Well, he's like, not gonna die. I mean, I do feel like he went through some kind of shitty stuff. Like through football, <laughs> he suffered at least one concussion. Yeah, in the you could see how there he's getting pressured to answer that he's okay or everyone answers for him that he's okay right. and can continue playing when he's clearly not okay. Right. You bring up an interesting point there because it's really not just Kilmer, is it? No. Is this Mox's fault? Because cause the trainer says, how many fingers, son? Billy Bob says three and he says, no, 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 it's got to be true or false. Way brings it way back. Was that Mox who said that? Mox says, I thought that was Tweeter. Mox <laughs> says that. He says, but then Mox is telling him later, like, hey, are you really okay? Like, if you're not okay, you have to tell them. He, it's true. He does say that. But I feel like that at that point, the trainer was like, oh, this guy's not okay. He's seeing three fingers. And Mox's like, no, 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 he's good. I think I think it's his fault. I give, I mean, <laughs> give I him some negative credit for that. I appreciate it. In the moment, because in the game, it's like, dude, like, we don't want to have them make any weird, rash decisions. We want to let Billy Bob be able to choose that. And while he's not able to advocate for himself in that moment, I don't know. I would appreciate my friends being like, yeah, we're cool. Back off. We'll reassess this later. Gotcha. And the the trainer who's showing him the fingers looks just like the cleaner from uh, Toy Story 2. Okay. Okay. Showing well, him the fingers was a weird way to put it. <laughs> Look at these fingers. <laughs> well, a few days later, when he's in class and he's constantly raising his hand and the teacher keeps blowing him off until finally she lets him go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. And then he comes back just drenched in sweat and just looking gray in the face. Mm-hmm. And then he passes out in class. Yeah. Um, I feel like even that gets dismissed, right? Like He goes to the nurse, but she probably should have called the ambulance, right? Yeah, so I feel like, are we saying it's not just Kilmer, it's this whole town, like the whole societal pressure of football being like bigger than everything and everyone? I think so, because when Lance gets hurt, the police officer comes to the party looking for Billy Bob, and he doesn't find him, but I assume he's going to chew him out for the fact that he let Lance get tackled the way he did. Wow. He walks to the party. This is This is the scene where Tweeter steals the cop car and we'll mm-hmm. get there but he says where the hell is billy bob and it's like he's gonna go chew him out i never put that together it's awful i don't think i interpreted it that way either what did you interpret it as when he said i just didn't i mean i didn't think past that came to the party looking for him 
the night that Lance got hurt. Uh, is is he an orphan, Billy Bob? Well, they don't show his parents at all. Well, I he clearly sees Kilmer as a father figure. He says he loved me like a son, treated me like one too. He's like really trying to like prove himself to this guy. So I, I assume that he grew up without a father and he's kind of letting Kilmer put that in. But then his threat to Kilmer later on is, I swear on my mother's grave that I'll break off your arms and beat you to death with them. Mm, makes sense. So I, yeah. Billy Bob doesn't really have anybody. Also, it's just him and bacon. Low on thinking about ending his life, he leaves bacon to Mox. Right. So I yeah, guess so like, he has nobody else to leave him to. Yeah. Sad. Wow. But he, he really does have a triumph story. He saves the day. He store he scores the game winning uh, touchdown that wins the uh, district title. So he really comes around. He gets his he scans his cat. They find out that he's got a human brain and that it's working. Oh. And then uh, he catches a ball and scores a touchdown with three men on his back. Nailed it. Triumph. We feel good about that. About where his story ends. No. You ready to get depressed? Um, I do not feel good about it. Oh, really? You don't like where his story arc no, goes? No, I don't. So I love Tell Billy Bob. It. I think he's a great dude. I think he's a, a really sweet person. But I hate that the message I think this movie gives the viewer when reflecting on Billy Bob's story okay. is, oh, he's okay. Like, nothing to see here. He plays the rest of the season. His health was fine. Like, they don't say, oh, no, like, he has to make changes in his life. Hmm. He needs to, like work on a healthier way to process things he needs to not eat so much he needs to like or eat healthier he needs mm-hmm. to find like alternative ways to like feel value in himself they don't do any of that he wins the game so like the only reason that we're celebrating him is that he scores the winning touchdown in their final game getting them the whatever the title district thing. title, yeah. Do you think that he just kind of like passes from his like codependence on Kilmer to his codependence on his friends and Lance? Um, I don't think he gets anything. I don't think he makes any progress. Like his story just kind of ends. They're like it's like just put a bandaid on it. I'm like don't worry about it. We're gonna mm-hmm. get to the end of the movie, buddy. <laughs> I think it would have been better if his health wasn't okay. And like when he went to the doctor and he came back, he's like, "Hey, they said I can't play." And then he sits down. And then he's still there. And then he ends up being the coach. Because he could be the coach that he wanted Bud Kilmer to be. Damn. You know? He was able to, like, overcome that and be like, I'm going to be the, like, heart and soul of this team and support these kids and, like, fix all the problems that happened before. Kind of like that. is great. And he's a quarterback, so it makes sense. But he already, like, everything was great for him. So he doesn't... Gotcha. Have the same change around, you know? What What about them both, like, Lance being the head coach, Billy Bob being assistant coach? Not for you? No. Nope. Don't want that. Okay. Billy Bob at the home or, or nothing else? That That is a good resolution for him. I like that. Isn't it? I do. It makes <laughs> more not, sense. That's not a good answer. It makes, it makes a lot I of do. the movie pay off better. Like, yeah. Instead of just, like... 
nah, he's healthy. It's all good. <laughs> like mm. that's it. like what? Why did we get all these scares? Like he's definitely not healthy. Mm. He's sweating and about to pass out in class. Like yeah. And I think that was before he got hurt, wasn't it? No, it was after. That was after. Yeah. Okay. Well, still. And I think that kind of fits in with the end when he's when they're um, when the narration talks about what happened to all of them, kind of. Yeah. Like. I feel like he they just said that he cried because he's a crier mm. and like yeah like the end. that was a good day for him <laughs> that's his story but beyond that he didn't have anything to look forward to after that game mm. yeah okay I like the way his story arc goes but now you guys are blowing my mind to bigger and better things um, but yeah I really do like him I, re- I love his truck Having his name <laughs> under his window and bacon oh, under the passenger <laughs> window is sick. You know, his that's so dope. I love, yeah, that's a great truck. I want to do that in a truck that I own someday. I have my name under my window and then bacon under Shanley's window. <laughs> I'll accept that. That is acceptable. I knew you would. When he looks at bacon and goes, I love that dog. <laughs> I think it's a pig. Like, I love that dog has worked into my vocabulary. I say that about my son, about your dog, about all sorts of things in my life. That's I good. love that dog. That's fun. <laughs> I like it because it's not only that, it's I love that dog. And then he's like, I think Thanks. it's a pig. And then he goes, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he knows and just like doesn't care or like it's like oh you're right or i don't i don't know how to read that but it's hilarious him having a pet pig named bacon that's just everything about that i love it it's great now tragically the actor who plays him died yep yeah ron lester so he was 28 at the time playing this movie oh jeez. yeah this movie yeah oh wow and uh, he died at age 45 so he actually lost something like 350 pounds. He was looking looking really good, but he like uh, unfortunately got really depressed afterward because um, he just felt like he wasn't getting any roles because he's not the funny fat guy anymore, which sucks. Mm. And but then he ended up dying of like kidney failure. Yeah. But that his death was preceded by a lot of depression, which is such a bummer because he's great. He's great in this and in his parody version. And not another team movie. Which is so funny. So, Shanley, did you know that Ron Lester plays Billy Bob in this and then plays the same character by the name of Reggie Ray in not another teen movie? I did not know that. But he's also number 69 on the team. He's an offensive lineman and he has... Head trauma. Health yeah. problems. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's like the parody, he's the parody version of his own character. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Bless you, Sean. He was also in Good Burger. He was the chef who eats a fly. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. Gross. (laughs) Yeah, so he's great, man. Lost him too soon. Rest in peace, Ron Lester. I really enjoyed watching this movie again. And I read up on it a ton. Damn, hella dead people in this. Paul Walker? Yeah. John Voight, probably. <laughs> Ron Lester. Unfortunately, also... Um, I thought you were going to say, unfortunately, John Voight's still alive. <laughs> unfortunately, John Voight's still with us. No, no, on a really somber note, unfortunately, um, I think his name is John Pickler, who plays Kyle. He went missing at, like, age 16. The little brother? Yeah. 
That's so terrible. It is terrible. I'm sad. I mean it. Uh, yeah. You know, I was really surprised at how much, like, the bit of him, his different religions and his craziness. Uh-huh. I was surprised that you thought that that was funny. You laughed, I think, every time. I only laughed at two of them. Okay, which ones? I laughed at him at the barbecue where I don't know what he was. It looked like a, like, Taoist... Yeah, like he's praying next to the barbecue. But he, he has like, um, who's the guy who you thought was like the previous one in the Matrix? The Asian dude. He glows Seraph? orange. Seraph. He has like a Seraph kind of look with like sunglasses and yeah. like a baggy kind of Asian shirt looking thing. Yeah. But he's like standing over the fire, like <laughs> meditating and dressed like that. And I laughed just because they don't do anything with it. It's like really just a quick shot of him <laughs> just being a weirdo. And then the other part where it worked for me is when the cop, I think, is talking to Mox's dad. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to make sure my son's, you know, being there for the team and doing whatever. And then like, all right, see ya. And as the cop is leaving, <laughs> three kids and the son come in in matching weird outfits <laughs> with like triangles drawn on it and stuff. Triangle. Mm, it's a, mm. yeah. That's, this is where the triangle begins. Yes. Um, but a triangle never ends. But so they come walking in and the dad's like, what, who are these kids? These are, are my people. These are my people. <laughs> and then the mom says... Aw, did you start a cult? <laughs> and he goes, yep. He goes, that's so sweet. <laughs> I love that that's sweet. <laughs> Why is that a good thing? That's the kind of supportive mom that I hope Shanley is for Sean. I mean, honestly, if you were to start a cult, I would be like, kind of proud. Hmm. I mean, it's better to start a cult than to join a cult. 100%. For sure. Right, yeah. That goes for all y'all out there. Be leaders, not followers. I've heard that you make more money as a leader, but you have more fun as a follower. <laughs> That's Creed the, from The Office. There it is. <laughs> I was wondering if that was wrong. It was, I was thinking Frank on Always Sunny. It's totally something he would say. but Yeah, it, for sure. That's really good. <laughs> I think he says, I've been a part of many cults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yep. really good. Uh, you okay. make more money as a leader. It's really funny. <laughs> I guess, do we go into... Should we just talk mocks? Talks I mean, mocks, we could talks. talk about the ladies. Let's talk about the ladies. I want to talk about the jewels. Let's talk about jewels. Is she hotter in this or in Road Trip? This. Shanley? Amy Smart. Road Trip. Interesting. I will agree with Road Trip only because she's <laughs> in her post. underwear in Road Trip. Does she show boob? She does, yeah. Wow. I didn't remember that. What do you look for in a girl? I know that he sees her without her shirt, but I didn't know we did. We do. Because that's good, too. <laughs> <laughs> did you make a cup? Okay. So <laughs> that's like the quote that me and Matt say probably more than anything else. Did you make a cup? I think we'll say it out of context. Like, one of us will just be standing in the kitchen and just be like, did you make a copy? Because if you made the coffee, we go watch the coffee. Yeah, just for no reason. <laughs> Actually, it just happened just now when I was it exporting did. the prior session from last time we recorded. I said, it's such a good movie. <laughs> Road Trip? Yes. Uh, that was an honorable mention of mine, I think. It holds up. Yeah. 
I think, but it was a wanna tap it. Oh, I know, but it holds up. Sure. I'm just we watched it recently, and I was like, this is so funny. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So back to um, Amy. Uh. So, blame me. <laughs> Her character in this was the first non-blonde that I ever like deeply fell in love with. I was like, this wow. Jules girl is amazing. She's tough. She don't take no crap. Mm-hmm. She's got big ears, she which is a thing like for me. She works like a diner, like burger window. Yeah, top-notch burgers. A burger window is like a sexy job for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But it's because like, you like women and you like burgers. You... Maybe. That is part of it. But I think it's also just like the old-timey uniform. It's like the like retro like 50s like uniform that they mm-hmm. wear with like the short-sleeve white dress thing with the apron look i don't know it's just like it's a good look like um your girl zendaya in uh the new spider-man oh she's a she's a donator but she has like a similar kind of outfit on she does it works right yeah yeah Yeah. you like that (laughs) well uh i also like for some reason as a kid like seeing how good she was at quarters that she made billy bob throw up Mm mm-hmm and she she just lands that in and she goes she does seem but cool. net yeah, yeah i like her she's got a fun vibe question the line you going to call some dinosaurs yeah i figure i give them a holler is that a thing does, is that a does that mean throw up calling dinosaurs maybe in in Texas? yeah i, mean, I don't know I'm so athletic that I that I dropped my phone without any interference, but then I caught it. That's so. amazing. <laughs> Wendell over here. Regular Wendell Brown over mm-hmm. here. Uh, yeah, that's a weird thing. Have you ever heard that, Chanley, call dinosaurs? No, and I don't even remember that being said during the movie. It's when um, Billy Bob's about to puke after... So they're playing quarters. Yeah. She makes Billy Bob drink. He drinks and he's going to puke. And that's how they ask him if he's going to puke because they say, are you going to go call dinosaurs or something? And he says, yeah, I figure I give him I'm a I'm guessing it. because going, blah, is like a dinosaur sound. Oh. You're blowing, you're blowing my mind all over I mean, this that's episode. that's what it would imply to me. I feel like I've heard similar things before, but it's also just like weird. Like who, who asks that? I don't know, but his response is good. I like, and Okay. When he goes and throws up in the washing machine, then it comes out and it goes, I'm back. Give me a beer. <laughs> puke and rally. Oh, says, puke and rally. <laughs> He's just fully right back in, kicks right back in. I love that. So I don't know if my dad has said that before this movie came out, but my dad says that all the time. Puke and rally? I was going to say that it either reminded me of your dad or He Alicia. says boot and rally, but it's like the same thing yeah and we're the only old people i know who watch every movie with subtitles on so that could be an easy line to like miss here as boot and rally uh i see but yeah my dad has said that my whole life which is funny because my dad's been sober since four years before this movie came out but yeah he says that all the time i also think he says uh screw you and the horse you rode in on yeah. Which Billy Bob also says. Love Billy Bob scene. is a character that my dad definitely loves. My dad's probably watched this movie several times. Maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I was gonna say back on Billy Bob. I, I was saying I read a lot on this movie, and I read that uh, it was either Paul Walker's or James Van James Vanderbeek's like representation, 
complained to the studio that they were saying like Ron Lester is stealing this movie from our client. And I love that. Yeah. It's great. Urban Dictionary. This is this is the truth. This is the real. No one can mess with this. Calling dinosaurs is a college slang term. Wow. College, they, fancy. Yeah, they were in high school in this. Mm. That refers to the act of vomiting, a play on the sound that one emits during regurgitation. Cool, Matt. That was really worth looking up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just it blowing like Another thing that I've never understood of this movie, Surrounding Jewels, and she says... She doesn't like games on Friday nights. She likes trains better. What the hell That's is that? That's where mean? they bang. Oh, at the train yard? I think they go out by the train tracks and bang. Why do you the know everything? The way he reacted to it, I it's agree. definitely what he was saying. He's like, oh, you want to go bang? That's dope. I agree. Based on his reaction, that's kind of what it seems like. But yeah, mm. I remember hearing that and just thinking, like, what? What is that? There is a. Between the sheets, uh, between the donut shop on (laughs) like California, yeah, in Burlingame, yeah, yeah, and the Broadway on the other side, yeah. Well, no, not Burlingame High, but between between there and Broadway, there's like halfway down that road, there's a walking path that goes across the train tracks. Shortly away from the path that crosses the train tracks is a log that was like just like a tree that fell over or something. But there's like a big log over there. Yeah. Yeah. uh Several of my friends used to ditch school and bang their girlfriends on that log. We call it bang log. (laughs) (laughs) Really creative name. (laughs) <laughs> we don't call it that, but <laughs> but that is a true story. So huh. that's that's the Burlingame version of the trains. Kind of, yeah, no, and it's I, right next to the train track. It is. Yeah. Said sometimes the train will pass and they're doing their girlfriend. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> hey, train people! You're blowing my mind all through this episode, man. Yeah, Jules is very. Do you cool. want me to say some full names of people that have had sex there? Because I can do that. It's gonna be good. Sure. No, I'm not gonna do that. But you'd know several of them. I'm guessing several of them in my head. Yeah, and those are correct. <laughs> okay, so wanna tap it? Mm-hmm. That's the theme of this episode. So, so yeah, um, they bang there at okay, the trains. Okay, I got it now. Okay. What else can I tell you about this movie? <laughs> She's. Uh, just talking more about Jules. She's very cool. I like, um... She's not very cool. I think so. She, she has a lot of flaws. Name 16. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Her ears are too big. False. Love a woman with big ears. Um, I don't know. you actually... have big ears, <laughs> hit us up on Instagram. At the weekly watch wheel. <laughs> Send us an ear pick. Yep. Ear picks nah. are welcome. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear I don't have any sort of sexual attraction <laughs> to ears it's just big ears I think that's very cute and she's got big ears okay whatever weirdo I'm um, <laughs> into big ears okay yeah talk about it more that's good you know when the ears <laughs> stick straight out like a car with both doors open 
man. Do you like a Colbert ear? One Colbert ear? Nah. Mm. No. What are you doing on the floor over there? Yeah, what are you looking for? I dropped an earring. You always do that. I always do, but I always find them. Yeah, that's so good. I found it. Can you find my necklace? I This is cut down, by the way. I don't want anyone to know I'm missing a necklace. <laughs> Look ridiculous. Yeah. Find it. Okay. Chip, chip. Find them and destroy them. Shanley, your thoughts on jewels? Sure. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't get to finish my complaints about her. <sighs> Okay. She sucks. What? Um, you said she's not that good, and now you're saying she sucks. Well, she's a bad person. Why? Because she is, like, weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, I don't like that she's all judgy about him. Enjoying himself Enjoying his, like brief window of the town all the adults in town shit on him in the entire beginning of the movie <laughs> so weird and mean and then as soon as people are like oh hey you're not a useless sack of shit mox good job <laughs> she's like wow you're really gonna say like you're just a man thank god and stuff screw you hmm. and it's like annoying but sorry so that's it i think that she's kind of mean Shanley, go on. Um, I like that she feels like a real person. Her being annoyed with him doesn't make sense, but it's like, oh yeah, that that not making sense makes sense for a real person. <laughs> to, to be annoyed? Yeah. Mm. I kind of took it as like she's um, Lance's younger sister. Yes. So I thought that she was annoyed because of her brother, you know? But because it's at at her brother's expense that yeah. he's famous now. But yeah, I feel like she seemed cool. Besides that, like she, she's quarters. not a skank, but she's cool. Can still hang out and party and beat everyone's butt at uh, quarters. So she's all right. Yeah, I like her. She is all right. I don't think it's realistic how little she gets upset at Mox. When he kisses her brother's girlfriend in the hallway at school and then is like never that upset with him. Even when she's like, look, I'm not interested in talking to you right now or whatever. Yeah. Like it's pretty tame compared to being like, dude, you're a piece of shit. You like took my brother's spot and you're like all high on your own drama and now you're sitting here cheating on me with my brother's girlfriend. Uh, He's been smooching with everybody. Yeah. Little <laughs> little Darce with the gimpy leg. With the whippy little, bikini. Little Lance with the gimpy leg. <laughs> that's so brutal when Kilmer calls him a gimp. Yeah, that's hella funny. <laughs> little Lance with the gimpy leg is great. Well, I think she knew that that girl didn't care for her brother. Yeah. Mm. Isn't she the one who pointed it out? Like, yeah, she's just going to date whoever the star player is. Yes. She says that? I don't remember. She says it with her eyes <laughs> and her ears. Her ears See? are very yeah. expressive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she wears a Coptic cross, which is interesting. What the hell does that mean? It's, uh... It's like a... It's I like feel like Egyptian I'm not going to care. <laughs> Like an onk? Yeah, yeah. 
Is it an onk? Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. That makes her weird upset, like upsetness, uh, when he talks about thanking God, make more sense because she's like on some weird Egyptian Egyptian <laughs> religion hype. She's like, I only worship Ra. <laughs> hmm. Speaking of Ra, Ra Ra Ra. Cheerleaders. Let's talk about Darcy. Wait, well, one more thing about. Jewels? Jewels. Okay. Um, Jewels! There's an outfit that she wears in this movie that's not the one she wears to work <laughs> that really does it for me. Is it her And hoodie? I didn't realize that this was something that, like, was of a time period that has passed. Okay. Like, it's not a contemporary outfit anymore. But should I make I think a you comeback. know what it is. Uh, Shannon, do you know what outfit she wore that worked for me? No. No idea. Not even a guess. No. Matt? Can I guess that it's pajama pants, midriff tight shirt, hoodie over that? Yes. Spaghetti <laughs> spaghetti strap, tight shirt with a cropped like hoodie over it. And mm-hmm. then midriff showing with, yeah, like loose fitting pajama sweat pants. or pajama pants. I can wear that now. It's like a super middle school and high school look. It's like the early 2000s. I know this is 99, but mm-hmm. I feel like people did that look for a few years. Yeah. And then it's gone. Bring it and back. And it's like, that was a good look. I like that. I miss when girls wore those types of pants where it was like loose, like straight all the way down. Yeah. Leg, do you know? Like mm-hmm. just, and then like a tighter, smaller top outfit. Yeah. You know what? I never understood girls that would wear those kind of pants over jeans. Yeah. Like, what? get out of here. Who did that? I feel like that was a big it look in high over school. Over jeans? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it always baffled me because it's like, if you're in a, if you want comfort, you know. Just wear Yeah, be what comfy. What the fuck is the point of wearing them over jeans? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I, I don't know. But it That's was like the opposite of what we all did in high school where we had basketball <laughs> shorts <laughs> underneath <laughs> our jeans. I also don't get why we used to do that. Well, I guess our, two pan- our pants were bigger back then. Number one. You never know when you're going to need to ball on somebody. Uh, don't have time to go find a locker room. You just got to rip your pants off and ball. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly had that concern. Yeah. And then number two is, and this is the real reason we did it. Does it have to do with number two? No. Uh, you never know when you're going to be at some girl's house. And it's like, hey, do you guys want to like cuddle up and watch a movie? And you're like, jeans off. Just Super a comfy. Sl- like slick pair of athletic shorts on. Let me big spoon you. That still sounds good. It sounds amazing. I kind of want to bring that. My, the, you, well, the now jeans you just don't wear jeans. You just wear athletic shorts. I, I Mr. Rogers it. I come into the house and the first thing I do is I change out of my shoes. Change my jeans into athletic shorts. Don't I, we all? Yep. I guess so. You put on your indoor cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> I like that uh, I'm such a huge proponent of athletic shorts when I'm the least athletic person in the entire world. You're not the least athletic person in the entire world. You ran over a billion miles last year. A billion miles! Well, he would run a billion miles. Just to be the Matt who ran a billion miles. Da da da. Really, Shanley? <laughs> Lame. All right. 
Um, who the hell are we supposed to be talking about? So Darcy. Jules, I like that outfit. Okay. That was the only time in the movie where she was even kind of want to tap it level for me, though. She rocks. She seemed cool, but that yeah. was the only time where I was like, okay. She rocks some intense 1990s lip gloss during the final game. They show her in the crowd and uh, like all of the stadium lights are like shimmering on her lip gloss lips. Did you notice that? Is her lip gloss popping? It was cool. All the dudes be jocking. I didn't notice that, no. Was that a reference to something? Yeah. What? Lil Mama. (laughs) No idea what you guys are talking about. Moving on. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Shaley's uh, relishing the fact that she's made a reference that she's not telling you about because we do that to her all the time. <laughs> she's so happy right now. I really am. <laughs> That's cool. So Darcy. Yeah. Shanley, Open tell us. us about why we're wrong about Darcy. Because she was our third and she's she your, your number, number one. one. This is your bae. <laughs> okay. Um, I think... <laughs> Hmm. Why do you want to tap it? I wish I had the confidence to make a Sunday out of myself. <laughs> uh, Jimmy just left the room and I'm concerned he's going to come back in a whipped cream bikini. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> You like her confidence level. Yeah. But she's also really insecure, though. She's also has, she like, absolutely is. no confidence. But I feel like that's also, like, that made her, like, a real person to me and not, I don't know. I feel like, while that was, was a sad moment in the movie, I feel mm-hmm. like that made her more human and not. Uh, Just skankoid? Yeah. There's something to it. It It sadly made me made her more likable like she became a real person which sucks because that's pretty much the last you see of her in the movie she's yeah, almost basically. entirely absent from the third act of the movie yeah <laughs> but. yeah but she dresses different after that point like like i feel like after the whipped cream bikini scene she the next time they show her at school she's like less done up yeah hmm so she's so she's had a story arc i guess <laughs> I'd like to think so. I feel like I didn't like her in the beginning when Lance gets hurt and then she has Mox give her a ride to a party and she's changing and I feel like in that scene she's really overdone up Mm -hmm. and changing into like a little red dress. Right, right. I didn't care for her look in any of that. It wasn't until after where it's like, oh, okay. Like she's more comfortable in her own skin. Is that because Mox told her this is the I think this is the best I've seen you when she's like in her pajamas? I think it's a little bit of both. I think after putting herself out there, uh, she Jim realized... came out of the room. Unfortunately, he's fully dressed. Is he fortunately or unfortunately? He said unfortunately. <laughs> Picture you, not in the Chris Evans version. But in the Alley Larder version of the <laughs> cream bikini over the nips with the cherries. It's very funny. Okay, you said it was a little bit of both. It's so Mox I, wrecking. 
go ahead. I think she, after the whole, like, she comes out in the whipped cream bikini and that didn't go the way that she had wanted. Right. I think after that, she becomes more comfortable in her skin, her own skin, physically and, you know, metaphorically. Hmm. The irony is she was in her skin the prior night, full on birthday suit mm-hmm. plus whipped cream. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, and he kind of emphasizes throughout the movie that she's smart, and I feel like the, that scene, following the bikini scene, like she's carrying a book, <laughs> which you know, because smart, yeah, <laughs> because smart, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so I feel like she might not. I don't think that uh, Mox telling her that she looks prettier that way is what caused her to feel more comfortable. I think it kind of reinforced that she was feeling more comfortable and you could kind of see that she does look better there. She did look better without Without being all done up. Mm -hmm. So this whipped cream bikini scene involving Darcy is one of the most iconic parts of this movie. So we would be remiss to not give it a little bit more attention. What are your guys' thoughts on this whipped cream bikini scene betweeny these two Itty actors? Bitty. Itty bitty, yeah. I think that I respect the hustle. <laughs> That's what Shanley was basically saying. I mean, look, it's easy to say that like she lacks ambition because she's building her whole career trajectory. Off of attaching herself to a successful dude. Uh huh. But she has a plan and she's working for it. Mm. And like, it's hard to hate on that. Yeah. Like, and if part of that plan is I'm gonna take this guy with a giant forehead and I'm gonna make him lick whipped cream off of my naked body, you know, good for her. Gotcha. Shoot, shoot your shot, queen. Mm, yes. Those are snaps. It did. So here's the thing. This is what I was saying earlier. This is what I was alluding to. Okay. She's trouble. And if I was successful enough to attract someone like this, I would struggle to resist these like really obvious like traps that she sets. Like getting changed in the car next to Mox. Yeah. And then inviting him over for a Sunday and like whatever. It's just like, it's, it's crazy that men are so stupid that stuff like this is like, oh no, I'm, 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 I'm in trouble. Mox nails it by not nail and Darcy to use his words. I would never say that. I was still disappointed in him for showing up because it was very clear that that's what she had in mind. And also... He buys condoms before going. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Shanley would probably also be upset that he at any point defended her intellect to his girlfriend. (laughs) I feel like that alone for Shanley is like... Oh, yeah. All right, we're, we're fighting now. (laughs) This is going to be something I bring up for years. She pulls A's. That's not all she pulls. (laughs) One thing that bothers me about this scene is that when they kiss, there's no whipped cream on the Vanderbeek. On the Vanderbot. 
it bothered me. Um, I think he like drapes like a blanket or a cardigan over her. Yeah. yeah. It's like, don't get I, whipped cream on yeah. my blanket <laughs> or whatever. That's so funny. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I, I mean, thought that too. I was like, Ugh. that's just making a bigger mess. Like just, yeah. Wipe. We had, we all what had. What he should have done is like, let me help let me here. Wipe that off for you. Real quick. We all had very adult like impressions of this scene and i don't mean that like in a pornographic adult sense like i remember watching this as a kid like this is like the sexiest scene ever and now i'm just like no no way she put that on that fast i counted 21 seconds that's i could do it in 21 seconds Mm, there's a and then i started thinking no wonder what they used in production for this is that shaving cream perhaps turns out it was shaving cream i was right uh but that's where my mind was during this and then just I I don't know. I don't buy it. 21 seconds. I can do it. I have done it. <laughs> you get naked. I'll no. whip cream bikini you. 21 seconds. I don't buy it. No. She's good. She probably already had the whipped cream on when he got there. <laughs> yeah, we know that the whipped cream doesn't move. She had her clothes on over. <laughs> Shanley, do you think that's realistic? 21 seconds. I think so because you can hear the cream going. So she it's, made it's a whipped cream bikini on the wall. <laughs> he was on the hanger. Slammed her body into it. <laughs> so she, it's twenty-one seconds from when she turns the corner. I didn't start counting when I heard the. But also, oh. that's this thing that they use in movies. It's called boner time, <laughs> and it moves differently than the real world. Okay. So you need to know that. Gotcha. Still don't buy it's it. It's like in the Matrix. <laughs> That's not what it's called in the Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix is shot in boner time. It's boner time. <laughs> yeah, road trip. <laughs> Again. Road trip is very uh I guess varsity blues adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um I've got to talk about the not another teen movie spoof of Shanley was scene. gonna say something. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I think I was just gonna say that she She'd proven earlier in the movie that she's good at taking clothes off. I do not doubt that she took the rest of her clothes off. Pretty Can you pull quickly. the microphone a tiny bit down? Well, not by the wire. By the by the rod. The mic no. rod. There's a lot Can of mic down me? that rod. <laughs> Can you hear me? Is this good? Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Sorry, what were you saying, Matt, then? Shanley's not... Uh... Oh, I was just going to say that we Dang. that that I want to talk about Chris Evans's parody of this and not another teen movie. Okay, you've, um, you've been talking about it a lot. You're really into that. I am. You love a banana up the butt. <laughs> a banana up the butt is worth two in the bush. Okay, as it were. That worked too well to to <laughs> sure. say on there. So Chris Evans, not another teen movie mimics this movie a lot. Not another teen movie is mostly Varsity Blues she's and She's All, all that. that. Yeah, and a little bit of American Pie. But so Chris Evans parodies this scene. The The part that I want to highlight is Chris Evans mimics her little prancy jog around the corner <laughs> so perfectly <laughs> that I never noticed it until I saw Not Another Teen Movie. And now watching this, I can't watch it without laughing because he does it so well. Are you going to throw it on right now? Oh, man. You have to. If you've not seen Not Another Teen Movie, maybe you don't have to, but it's probably the last of the good parody movies in the early 2000s. And if you've seen Varsity Blues, which I hope you have because you're listening to this podcast, 
watch not another teen movie because there's some really good what are the others besides scary movie don't be a menace wrongfully accused don't be a menace is way older yeah (laughs) okay have you seen this shanley i have not i actually wanted to watch this after this recording gotcha so that I'm not... You know, there's also some Can't Hardly Wait in Not Another Teen Movie, too. So this this movie really does tie up a lot of and those want to top it. Bring It On and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff in there. It's all the teen movies. But this one's not one of them. Damn it. I fell for it again. <laughs> Hungry? I don't like Sundays. Oh, it's not a Sunday. It's a banana squid. I don't like those either. Bye, Jake. So there you go. (laughs) Does that seem like the caliber of movie that you want to watch, Shanley? Boy, does it. That's his first movie. Ever? Yep. Josh Radner's in that movie briefly, too. Ted Mosby. I know who Josh Radner is. Sorry. Sorry. So annoying. He always does that. Well, a lot I of times I'll say a name and you go, I don't know what that is. You say like weird, obscure ones that you know no one knows what it is. But when one of the main things we do in our friendship is watch How I Met Your Mother or talk about How I Met Your Mother, I obviously know the main character of How I Met Your Mother. Hmm. We're all learning. So that's it. I think that that's just about it about Dark. Oh, Darcy says the craziest thing in this movie i wrote this down let me see she says it's half off at the gun club my folks never make it home before 12 that is the reddest neckest thing i've ever heard in my life (laughs) (laughs) it's insane i mean what is this place? Is, the, this... is it a gun range? Is it... Oh, is that why that there's so many guns in the background? Yeah, there's a million guns. There's a million rifles behind her. Yeah, okay. What a bold move to be like, you know whose house I'm going to go to to bang their daughter? The people who stay at the gun range till midnight on half per, or half price day. She, it's They're there for five hours. She says, any time after seven. Oh, okay, travel time. So four hours, maybe. From seven to 12, it's half night at the gun club. They never make it home before midnight. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Her parents are swingers. <laughs> and this is like a cover <laughs> because it's dangerous to shoot at night. Hmm. So unless this is like a gun club where you go like... Wait, are there places in America that are so... Do you say in the America? I don't know. Maybe. I I heard it. (laughs) Okay, go on. Are there places in America (laughs) where people are so American that they have like a country club for gun enthusiasts? That's what I thought it was. That it was like Caddyshack, but for guns. I can't think of still what you would get half off. Other than <laughs> it's a bar and and wow. range. and because drinks are half price, they're gonna go get hammered here. <laughs> that seems really dangerous. Yeah, um, not because of guns, but just because going out drinking anywhere because it's half price night, and so you're really gonna hours. commit to it is rough. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> is it like a place where you buy guns for half price? Because that still shouldn't be four hours. <laughs> if it's a place that's shooting, I can't imagine being like 11 p.m. and like, all right, I get to shoot a couple more and then we'll leave. Like, that's crazy. And especially both of her parents. Yeah. Like her mom isn't ever like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not going to go to the gun club until midnight with you again. And then he says, no, 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 gun club, wink, wink, wink. And she's like, oh, you mean swinging. Yep. I, mean. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Shanley, what do you think? <laughs> do you think they're really going to the gun club? I kind of do. Would you go to the gun club with me? <laughs> no, absolutely ever? not. But also, we don't live in this, like, super rednecky town. <laughs> it's mm. not fair to call it rednecky. I think it's fair to call it that because it doesn't exist, and I'm really disappointed. West Canaan's not a real place, so we can berate it as much as we want to. All right. There's a black guy that works at the liquor store. I don't think they let that happen in redneck towns. Wow. Well, in this town... We call home? I was going to say, tiny village. (laughs) Uh, The cop is complaining... Just someone? We're thinking of lyrics, Shanley. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on, go on. Cop is complaining to someone about how the kids there goes get away the with, too with much. his pig as always. <laughs> no, keep going. Half off on gun. That's too expensive. <laughs> Oh my god. There must be more than this West old King. redneck life. <laughs> oh, isn't it amazing? It's the greatest part because you'll see when John Mox gets the chance to play football. But he won't get to till Lance breaks his knee. Wow. You went a long way to that one. Jeez. Shanley, go on. Wow. Okay. So the cop is uh, complaining in the bar to some other guy about how the kids get away with everything. Mm -hmm. And then the coach, Kilmer, Kilmer. overhears and intimidates the cop into taking it back. Yeah. So I feel like that seems pretty uh rednecky. Hmm. And they're they're all including the cop who's on duty, they're all drinking there during the daytime on a Saturday. Yes. I think that that's just about it. Oh, I, I do like that Aaliyah's If Your Girl Only Knew is playing during the whipped cream bikini part. I, thought, I appreciate that. Sure, sure. A little on the nose, but liked it. Moving on from Darcy. Where do we go from here? Do you want to talk Kilmer? Do we want to start talking Mox? Miss Davis, perhaps? Miss Davis. <laughs> There's not much to say about Tweeter? This. Sure. Let's talk Tweeter. I mean, we talked to Tweeter a little bit. Mm-hmm. Really bothered me that the subtitles kept saying tweeter. Thank you. Because it's his tweed. Jersey, his jersey says tweeter. Yeah. yeah. And even the credits, though, say tweeter. No way. Yeah, it blows my mind. I just added Whoa. it to the trivia on IMDb. That's wild. Yeah. 
It's a mystery. But maybe it's like maybe it's like his nickname. It's not a very creative nickname because Billy Bob has Billy Bob on the back of his jersey. That's his last name. His last name is Billy Bob? Yeah, his name is Beauregard Billy Bob. <laughs> I like that Gilmer calls him William, William Robert. Robert. <laughs> I love That's that. That's my soldier, William Robert. <laughs> yeah. I knew a guy in college named Billy Bob. Okay. And he went by Bill. And then people found out that his name was Billy Bob. Then he started wearing overalls. Uh, okay, Tweeter. I don't know if Scott Kahn is from Texas, but the folks that I've met from Texas, like, I feel like he plays that very well. Sorry. In my head, your friend from college really struggled with his self-identity. And then in <laughs> his acceptance of wearing uh, overalls, he just really... Yeah. Came to terms with himself. And it was a beautiful story in my head. <laughs> he left home as Billy Bob, came to college to reinvent himself, and he's like, I'm Bill now. But then, uh, now he's as happy. He couldn't run away <laughs> from who he was. Yeah. It's a real self-love story. Mm. That's what we should have been watching. That's the Billy Bob that really inspires us. On Amazon, they keep recommending called Billy Bob a self-love story. <laughs> I don't know why, but we should check that out. <laughs> we definitely should. Um, uh, I like Tweeter, obviously. We said that already. Mm-hmm. But how cool would it be? How, how, how? How cool would it be to grow up in a town where you could just do whatever you want? Because, well, provided that you're on the football team. Well, yeah. But, I mean, like, this guy <laughs> steals a cop car, fills it with... The cops know he's drunk. Tell him he needs to go home because he's drinking too much. <laughs> He steals their car, gets a whole bunch of naked teenage girls in the car with him, driving around town, drunk, and then goes to school and plays football, and it's fine. Like, how did that transition of the cop car back into police custody go that didn't result in him going to jail? I'm sure he ditched it somewhere, yeah. I like that when he steals the car, he goes, I'm going to jail. (laughs) It's almost worse that he would ditch it. Yeah. Because they already know he has it. I feel like it would at least be better for him to like return it to the police station. Mm. I guess so. But they, they after after doing all that stuff with all the naked sophomores, then he grabs some other guys into the car, and then they go and they, quote, pressed their wangers against the window while the girls were practicing the Christmas pageant. So there was more. there's more to the tweeter's night. Who is that. practicing for a Christmas pageant at like 10 at like, p.m.? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was already drunk, so yeah. I'm guessing it was like 10, 30, 11 when he stole the cop car. So maybe maybe he's had it overnight. You think this <laughs> is like the Saturday next day? He's still... <laughs> Jeez. He's calling up his friends, hey, I still have that cop car. Come join me. And they're like, give me a second to get dressed. And the guy, he's like, that won't be necessary. That's hilarious. That must be like the only cop car in town. <laughs> the cops are just on foot until they get the car back. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, he's great. I, he just seems like so much fun. He reminds me of a lot of my friends growing up. But especially this one guy. Let's hear his full name. <laughs> he's in jail right now. Okay. His name is Mike. but he was the one who was always like whatever the worst idea is that's what we're doing (laughs) i've seen him punch a police officer before okay 
Have you ever seen him belt someone in the nuts with a wiffle ball bat? I've seen him eat his own head. Um, <laughs> my friend, who I know who's like this, is crazy. Not as fun as it's portrayed in the movie. Yeah. A lot of times it's like, this is actually bad vibes. Very Especially once hand. you're out of high school. It's like, yeah, no, no more hanging out with you. This is serious now. You still looking for your earring? Yep. <laughs> Did you lose the other earring? Oh, no, I dropped it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was really disappointed that we didn't get to see the new Tweeter Endzone dance on the field. There's another new one? Oh, you wanted to see that stupid dance on the field? Yeah. That's stupid. I'm glad we didn't see it. Really? It was a waste of time. I like the new Tweeter Endzone dance. Uh, I really like his... The way he hits on Miss Davis. <laughs> so we'll get there later on but i'm just saying i when he starts telling her like yeah. just so you know like i, I am, am 18 <laughs> and i've been with an older woman before and it was great i thought i was like wow good for him and it's Going amazing because right yeah like i said like people that i know who are like that who can just go for it and like it works you know mm -hmm. even if i'm not saying that like that was gonna work that she was gonna go for it but it didn't come but off it creepy. didn't come off as like gross yeah. or like super inappropriate right chanley i'm distracted by how gross the situation is but i guess it's not that weird was he gross the way he did it no i guess not all right well that was really helpful <laughs> we gotta find that earring <laughs> I really liked um, when he finally turns it off, like at halftime of the final game when he's like, just, I like him when he's serious. Like I like him, I like him when he's funny because he's very funny. Also his jump into the flatbed truck, extremely impressive. And I really like his high energy and his, his joking, but there is a, there is a bit of range with this character. They show him in the beginning of the movie when he calls Kilmer an a-hole. And then at the end where the entire team rebels against Kilmer and uh, Scott Kahn plays that really well where he's like, you know, I'm out too. I'm not playing anymore. I'm not going to snap for you. I'm not going to play quarterback and receiver in the same, <laughs> in the same play. <laughs> Throw it to myself. I, th I thought he was really good in this. And he, I like him in everything. He's really good. Entourage. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to rumble with him and David Arquette. Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, he's he's really good. I really like that bit where where Mox says, Tweeter, you think you'll like it in prison? And he's like, ah, I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Is is he a realistic character, like a realistic high school guy? Yes. I can't tell. Yeah, he is. Yeah? Yep. This is good. <laughs> um, how do you guys feel about him hitting the older football player? The guy at the party who says he goes to all the high school parties, <laughs> yeah. but he looked like he was like 40. Well, he would have been, what, 36? Because he graduated in 1980, and they're seniors in 99, right? Is, am I... So it's like 20 years later. So he'd probably be like, yeah, at least 37, 38. And then Tweeter hits him in the nuts with a, <laughs> with a baseball bat. Um, I am for it. That guy's weird. <laughs> so I think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little torn because on the one hand, as I get older, I do want some level of like appreciation 
from the younger generation. Oh yeah, they look up to you. I I know they do, but <laughs> you, like you lead a gang of street children, like <laughs> Fagin and Oliver Twist. Like what? Fagin. Uh huh. Or is it Faden? I don't know. Why would I know that? <laughs> See, where's the line here? Go on. So, on a certain level, I want like there to be some respect for like the people who came before you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. But uh, I also think like this guy's coming to parties because he's trying to bang drunk high school girls. Uh, yeah, I can't help but feel creepy. that way. Yeah, like I think he wants some girl to be drunk enough to be like, "Oh, you're a football player too. I'm into that." And like he's that's got that look creepy. about him. Yeah. And so when he gets kicked, gets hit in the nuts with a <laughs> wiffle ball bat, he is disarmed from being a predator, mm-hmm. and I'm for that. Shanley, did that guy deserve to get hit in the nuts with a wiffle ball bat? I mean, yeah. I think if you're <laughs> I mean, trying to party with teenagers, like, what do you, why? I just don't know if they were doing it to be dicks or if they were doing it because of a level of awareness, like what we're saying, that, like, this guy's a creep. Because Tweeter, while he is cool, he also at one point, I think, alludes to date raping girls. I think he says, like, yeah. you get them drunk and you give them a bunch of different pills and then their panties come off. And no. I feel like the implication there is he's I never saying, thought like, of it like that. I think, yeah, he's saying, like, yeah, you just bang girls when they're passed out on pills. Yeah, man, that's Which is not cool. That, we yeah, do not a... approve of that here. No. I mean, I don't. I don't want to speak for you guys. <laughs> but that's not my style. I don't approve of I'm that. I'm not into it. Um, Shanley's so invested in the podcast and not distracted by weird problems that she creates for herself. <laughs> I'm also distracted because I tried opening the chocolate covered cherries earlier. That was really loud. I'm surprised neither of you yelled at me, but I, it stuck and I was going to make more noise to open it. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, open it. Be careful. There's stuff on top of it. There's more earrings on top of it. Stop putting your earrings places. Was it really her earrings on there? Yeah. That's hella funny. Oh, Shanley, should we give you another opportunity to um, denounce date rape? Yeah, date rape's not cool. All right, you heard it here. It's unanimous here. None of us approve of date rape. I never realized that that's what he was saying there. Is that why... Mox tells him you think you'll enjoy prison. I don't remember if those are the same scene or not. It's in the same scene. I guess I thought of it as like partying with a girl, but you're, it you're, might be. But it's also saying like the intention is he's going to party with girls and then they'll probably want to bang because of the implication. Gotcha. Yeah, that that ruins it for me. I was just quoting that part earlier. I said it's nice. It's not nice. No. No, I'm not for it. All right, I think that's enough about Tweeter. Uh, Wendell? Yeah, you want to you take the lead on Wendell? Wow, I wonder why. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wendell is the black man. Mm. <laughs> and uh, what? Is that, is that uh, L. Ron Hubbard? Yeah. <laughs> is that where you're going with that? Yeah. Which show is that from again? Uh, the Eric Andre show. <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard was a black man. 
His <laughs> real <laughs> name is L. Ron Hoya Bembe. <laughs> Black man. I love that. Um, yeah, it's great. L. Ron Hoya Bembe. I like that they uncover like a drawing of him. <laughs> <laughs> Look that up too. It has nothing to do with varsity, please. Yeah, it's very good though. Uh, it's the Black Scientologists on Eric Andre show. So, um, Wendell. Wendell's cool. I wish that he wasn't so angry in like the one scene where he kind of gets like depth to his character. But like when he, he has, out Mox, he has one brief scene where he kind of gets mad at Mox, and he's like, "Don't you know that like Kilmer is racist and?" Is refusing to let me get touchdowns and is refusing to like advocate on my behalf when I'm trying to get into colleges and stuff. He's just exploiting me to like be a good running back, get all these yards to get us within scoring distance right. to then have like the white players get touchdowns and look good, hmm. which is super messed up. And I appreciate that Mox helps him out uh, and gets him one touchdown um, right. before he gets hurt. I do wish that he got like a follow up on like what happened with him because we get a whole thing with Lance who has kind of less of a story here. Yeah. But we get like a follow up on what his future is going to look like. But Wendell's just like, and you know, whatever he went to college. He, he got into whatever the college uh, that his mom sent scouts. Really? From. Yeah. I didn't but see he gets that. an epilogue. Okay. never mind. My yeah. bad. I got offended by the wrong thing then. But. I think the idea is because he didn't take that additional injection, his injury wasn't as severe as Lance's, so he was able to recover and then went off to play when he was in college. Was it the injection itself what was so bad, or the fact that you take the injection so that no, you continue playing? Making yeah. your injuries worse because they're like numbing you up to play mm. through it. And then it. you're playing, yeah. Got it. Okay. I don't know if they ever show Wendell getting any injections. They were about to. That was the whole. Like, okay. Reason yeah. So he's, everyone was he's, gonna quit. He's been having issues with his with his leg, but he hasn't he hasn't taken all those. It drugs seemed yet. like he maybe like pulled a muscle, mm -hmm. like pulled his like calf or something. Mm -hmm. They said he tore something, right? Yeah. Tweeter um, says I heard something pop. Like mm, he's hurt bad. Whatever. So. I kind of wish that he had a little bit more depth to his character. Like, the only thing that he really is is he's upset that he doesn't get treated fairly. But, like, he doesn't really get any personality shown. Hmm. Like, he wants to go home early when they go to the strip club. He doesn't drink. I do appreciate that, yeah, he's like... Well, he's, I mean, he does drink when they're there, right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I they appreciate that he's kind of serious. He's like... He's sort of the male equivalent to... Darcy, I'd say. He pulls A's. He's someone who's actually has a plan and is like working towards something. Right, right. Like, I'm sure Lance does, but we don't see much of him. Mox doesn't actually work towards anything in this. Like, he already applied to college, so we yeah. don't see that. We just see him kind of get famous, making the best of the situation he's in. Oh, okay. I see what um, you're saying. Yeah. But we see Wendell and like Tweeter doesn't care about anything. Billy Bob just wants to be loved. But mm. Darcy and Wendell are the two who like have ambition and have like goals and drive. Right. And are 
trying to achieve those and we see Wendell kind of get some help towards that and so right. apparently it pays off but um but yeah he doesn't get a whole lot of screen time but yeah it's, it's, but, it, but it is an interesting story arc i like it and i and i like it because i think the idea is that uh scouts are watching his games and he's he's able to score that touchdown before he gets mm. hurt and so he like he really like gets to even though he gets pulled out of that game they he showed did, that he, he showed could his do potential some, yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that was great yeah that's cool Basically, that's all the guys pretty much except for Mox, right? Yep. Like, we don't know no, nothing about no Gonzalez or Pena <laughs> no. or any of the other dudes on the team. Yeah, I read, I read some other names, too. There was, like, someone named Jabobo or something. I was thinking some, like, like Scattermish or something. There's <laughs> one, like, McScooty. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot like the list of... Uh, in, in the, that Japanese, Japanese baseball, baseball game, game where there's a bunch of... Have you seen that, Shanley? Mm-hmm. The list of, like, fake American names. <laughs> there's somebody with the name Bonzales, which I really <laughs> like. That's my favorite one. Bonzales? Yeah. That's hella funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so we can talk a little bit about Miss Davis or... Miss Davis, Kilmer, and Mox, then we out. Yeah. And the parents if we want. No, I'm sure it'll come up in popcorn or something. Okay. Miss Davis? That Miss Davis is one piece of ace. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, she's okay. I don't think that she's like a, like a bad character. I think she's fine. She's supplementing her income. You can't really, like, fault her for that. Honestly, dude? I don't know how much money you make stripping in a small town. How much I do? Yeah, but I make a lot of money doing that. <laughs> but they put on weight, so it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I'm three for. I see. I feel like it's kind of like in one of Shanley's favorite movies. Here it comes. Um, with uh, Sandra Bullock and Ryan mm, Reynolds. Yes. The proposal. The proposal. Have you seen it, Matt? I have. Uh, Oscar, Oscar from the office is yeah. he does, he has every job, including being a stripper. <laughs> yes. Yep, the town stripper. I feel like Miss Davis is kind of like that. It's like this town doesn't seem very big. They have a lot of strippers, though. They do have a lot of strippers. <laughs> but yeah, I, I it, she is very confusing. I, I feel like they didn't think this through or think that anyone would care how real this all seemed. Because she implies that she, like, wants the boys to keep it a secret that she works there. Yeah. Like, she doesn't want the town to know that she's a teacher, but also strips. But she comes out doing, like, a whole teacher routine on stage in this small town. And she's got the yearbook from the, high school. <laughs> with the yearbook covering her face while they're blasting too hot or, like, or hot for teacher. Who um, sings that song? I, I don't know it from anything else. It's other than some this. 80s hair band. I don't know okay. who it is. But she comes out to that with like a chalkboard. And like they, they put a lot of production value into her performance. Yeah, they. I thought of that. They rolled out a chalkboard. Yeah, this. I mean, she's got costumes. She's got props. It's really over the top. And that, that, um, that's one of the uh, like positive feedbacks that she gets from Tweeter. He says it was topical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, is there a chance that this strip club is not in West Canaan? 
No. R- really? You don't think that they went There's out of town? There's no chance this? because, number one, the the place does free drinks for the whole football team. Ah, that's true. They said the drinks are on us tonight. Yeah. So all the teenage boys get to drink for free <laughs> um, at the strip club, which is a great idea. Yeah, oh, sure. When they pull Billy Bob off the stage, they do they entice they him, hand off him a beer with a beer, yeah. Yeah. a nice beer brand beer, beer. <laughs> the, it's beer. the labels just say beer, <laughs> but yeah, I and then also she's got the West Canaan like yearbook, and I feel like why would you bring that if you live somewhere else? Maybe she does. Maybe she it's couldn't not... have brought a different book. <laughs> no. like, why would she be reading the yearbook? Did you know it's the yearbook? Because I only know that because you said it. Well, did it say is... yearbook or did it just say West Canaan on it? Well, it just says West Canaan. But it very much looked like a yearbook. Yeah, like, but because she's holding it in a posture of like, there goes the stripper. <laughs> <laughs> With a, her head in a book. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like she's reading it, but the size of it and like the cover of it, it looks like a yearbook. Maybe she's checking out boys. That's what it is. I really think they made a fake yearbook. No, I think fake it's the actual school. yearbook. It's a fake uh, school. Oh, yeah, I do. The movie made a fake yearbook to give to it the teacher. It says West Canaan Coyotes on it. I know it's a book, Matt. I'm just saying, like, why would they do that? I mean, they did. Why would they be like, she should be holding a yearbook, right? So let's get production to... I don't know, but they yearbook. did. I don't know. <laughs> um, Maybe it's not that she doesn't want the whole town to know that she's a she's stripper. Maybe she just doesn't want the students at school. Oh, yeah, that to makes know that sense. Maybe she, yeah. Don't tell your other student friends. Because there's other kids in the school that are 18 who then would, mm. could go. Maybe it's that. Chanley, <laughs> go on. You said this was a gross situation. Yeah, so I think when you we're have talking some about Twitter and her? Um, I just. I. It doesn't bother me that she has this as a side hustle. Yep. It does bother me that. In this side hustle, she teaches the same subject yeah. that she does in real life. Yeah. She's and then her sex clothes. Teacher. Uh-huh. She comes out in her regular clothes. <laughs> she came directly from school. She yeah. clocked out. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like that was just like a weird thing. And then she comes and sits with them. Is that weird? That yeah. She's and then sitting she's and sitting and them? hanging out with them. Well, who better to teach about penises and vaginas? <laughs> Than somebody who also works in the nude. Mm. Good point. And I would argue that teaching is her side hustle. Yeah, because <laughs> she's able to buy a Mustang Saline with her her, her streetwear money. Well, that's true. I think she's somehow in this tiny town making. <laughs> tiny town. <laughs> she's making a ton of money at the strip club. Um, she seems passionate about. I teaching. think she just yeah. likes teaching. She just likes investing in the youth, and also. She makes her income for dollars. The thing is, though, I don't think she's recognizable when she's the stripper, like versus the way she looks in the classroom. Like if they if they didn't multiple times say, oh, my gosh, it's Miss Davis. I wouldn't have known. Well, that's because you don't go to class with her every day. Yeah, I guess so. But with like the beehive hair, she's got a great beehive hairdo, by the way. And her glasses... In the setting of being... I guess she was still in the setting of being in school, though. Um, at the club. I thought she looked good in school. 
Me too. I think she looked better in school. No, she looked better with her boobs out. Most women look best <laughs> with their boobs out. <laughs> it's a thing I've learned. It's a sign of death on her planet. Mm-hmm. I like to be threatened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she seems she seems all right. I think she's okay. She's an okay lady. Yeah, she's just a straight shooter with <laughs> upper management <laughs> written all over. Um, yeah, no, she's cool. I, I think she did great. It, she really does. Again, she seems passionate about teaching. That's I think cool. she has a real '90s hot person body. Cool. You know what I mean? Like in the '90s, fake boobs and that like weird narrow hips and long legs. Mm. Like that was the look of the '90s. It was like tall, high heels, narrow hips, like real like muscular kind of looking. Okay. Not like bodybuilder, but just like definition. Toned. You know? Yeah. Um, it's a totally different look than I think what if they remade this movie today, and yeah. just like didn't alter anything except they like the, the look in the cast. You know. I feel like it'd be a lot curvier. Gotcha. I feel yeah. like butts would be emphasized more in the strip club. Okay. Don't have anything else to say <laughs> about her. Do you like the... I feel like... Have fake boobs gotten better, Shanley? Probably. I, I feel like they probably are harder to distinguish now. I feel like, like in the 90s, it really looked like you took like a teenage boy body and then just like put two balloons. boobs on it. Yeah. It didn't look organic. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I feel like that's part of the look is kind of this over-exaggerated shape. There you go. I Thanks. do not have fake boobs. I don't have a lot of experience with that, so oh, I, I just know, know you have worked in lingerie. Mm-hmm. I did work at Victoria's Secret. So you My probably had a audition. lot of experience with boobs. Looking at boobs and telling people what boobs they had and how their boobs fit and things. Yeah. Let's let's talk Kilmer a little bit. Damn, John Voight is insane in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's a real a, Christopher Walken type. He is. Yeah, they're cut from the same that? cloth. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's great in this movie. Okay. Do you disagree? I think so. Yeah. Shanley. I think he's good at being like a believable villain. Oh my god, he's so believable. Yeah. And so villain. <laughs> so villain. So Raven. He oozes sleaze. He sure does. I just feel like the things that he does are um, not cinematically villainous, where he says smart things. He says a lot of stupid things just because he's a jerk. You know, like, he's he's not he's not an evil mastermind. He's just the biggest insane person at a high school. Well, I mean, this whole town, like, worships him, literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, they have it's meet so and greets weird. with him. <laughs> At the meet and greets field. with the high school uh, football coach is crazy. They named the field after him. It's yeah, Bud it's Kilmer. to <laughs> work at a place named after you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he's got the big statue of him. If I was John Voight, I would ask for that. Like, hey, can, can I get that, though? <laughs> Put it up in my front yard. Not my backyard, mind you. My front yard. I wonder where that is. I'm sure they've destroyed it. No way. Yeah. Why would they do that? Because he's a horrible man. Who is? John <laughs> Is he? I don't know. But he's Angelina Jolie's dad. Well, you know, she's cool. Yeah. Growing up, there was a line in this movie 
that my brother Mitchell hated instantly. It's when Kilmer says, you're the damn dumbest smart person I know. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I like yeah. it too. Mitchell hated it. He, immediately when we watched this movie, I remember the first time we watched it, he's like, that's stupid. <laughs> I don't know he was against it. But I like when Kilmer uh, whips his whistle on Mox's helmet because um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I was technically on the football team. I remember. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and one thing that we used to do is we would throw things at each other's helmets because even just the smallest like hit on the helmet will make your ears ring because it's so echoey inside of there. Mm. So there's padding all around it except for the ears. There's like a massive hole there so that your ears don't get smushed and so that we can still hear. And so if you just belt someone's helmet lightly with a little pebble, it makes their ears ring. But he's just straight whipping him. Yeah, I feel like in when I played football... We used to smack each other in the helmet. Like, you slap somebody in the helmet, and it's the like pop sound is like super loud. It's awful. Yeah, it's good stuff. He's belting him with his whistle. Mm -hmm. There's something about Kilmer that I wonder is he like easily flappable? Because there's like this referred story, like, he is sort of fine with Mox's dad, Sam Mox. He talks crap about him. He he tells him that he's a no no talent p word, but Sam says that he stood up to Kilmer, uh-huh. and that eventually Johnny will as well. Is like is there like an incident there where he stood up to Kilmer and that's why Kilmer kind of respects him or is maybe afraid of him? him having any respect for him? I can't. Well, but he has Johnny on the team out of history with Sam. Yeah, I guess. That didn't catch that didn't catch your intrigue at all. I mean, I think that's just what happens. Like you were on the team because your brothers were, right? Uh, I think it was from my natural minimalistic talent. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh I think that's just a thing that happens on high school football teams is like if a family member it's kinda like private schools. Mm-hmm. Like if a family member gets in, the odds are that the entire family is gonna get in. Right. It's just the way it goes for some reason. He's easily deflated, though, when yeah. they overthrow him. And he's so pathetic when he's walking out. Let's go. Let's go. I feel really <laughs> bad for him. I do. It's very It's so really funny. sad. Like, And that's why, like, I honestly, I was like, dude, I kind of want, I could, I would be in on almost anything that's adding to the story. Okay. I would watch a series that's, like, 19, late 70s. 1970s yeah. of, like, a His young life. Bud Kilmer becoming the coach starting this like legacy that like he maybe is like a good guy at first kind of like that weird peter pan movie where captain hook is cool but he becomes a bad guy pan pan (laughs) um yeah maybe but um i'd be down for something like that i'd be down for uh like sequel to this that shows him as like a <laughs> crotchety old man. <laughs> Kilmer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there's more to be said about this dude. And we don't really see anything about his his private life. Like, yeah. I get the sense that like he's not married, probably doesn't have any family or anything. Life probably sucks. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the only thing he has is like the adoration of the community, which he thinks is dependent on his success. Sad. Uh, yeah. It's pretty brutal. In the epilogue, when Mox is saying, oh, that that statue of Kilmer is still there, but just because it was too heavy to move, in that scene, you can see really faintly 
Kilmer leaving the parking lot with a handful of boxes. Because he was pa- pa- he went straight to packing and quitting yeah. when they overthrew him and had a half. He just went straight to his office. It's sort of like he was expecting it. <laughs> he has a go bag and everything. He's been trying to get this to happen for years. He's a really nice guy. They won't let him retire. <laughs> they said if he quits, oh, that's the real story. It's like the superintendent was like, if you quit, we're going to say that you molested all these kids. <laughs> And we're going to take all of your retirement money, and it's going to be bad for you. Yeah, you can't tell because Mox is talking, but he's actually whistling Dixie as he's leaving. <laughs> it's like, I'm proud of those boys. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good sequel. In the sequel, he, he holds a press conference, and he explains all these things. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, Mox, I knew you had it in you. Just wanted to help you bring it out. And he says he was Iron Man the whole time. <laughs> I am iron bud. Let's see. Um yeah, I felt really bad for him when he like loses all of his power. Yeah. Yeah, I mean just going down a quiet hallway, still clapping at it with him so, like a psycho. So weak. Shaley, what'd you think? I mean I I think that is just a testament to um John Boyne's acting that even though he was a unlikable character and, and undeniably a villain, that we all kind of still felt bad for him. Yeah. After he's kind of overthrown by his team. Like, that should be a, yay, you know, like feel good, get rid of the bad guy. That's kind of what we've been wanting the whole movie. Or, you know, at least that's what the characters wanted. And you should feel for the, their victory. But I feel like in that moment, you just kind of feel like... Still sad for him and like his career ended. His, you know, at least what 22 years mm-hmm. of good work has kind of. And bear in mind, we just watched him choke out a high schooler. Right, yeah. <laughs> and you wonder, but it makes you think, like, how did it get to this point? You totally. know, like, was he always like this? I'm not just going to regurgitate all the stuff that I found, but if if you're interested, in this movie, go look up uh, just some behind-the-scenes stuff. There's some really interesting stories about John Voight doing this role and how he kind of built up the chemistry, uh, whatever the negative chemistry is between him and specifically James Vanderbeek's character. It's very intentional, and yeah, this movie really doesn't work at all without an arch arch nemesis villain in, in Bud Kilmer. What's interesting is like this uh this dynamic that everybody on the team except for Billy Bob hates his guts. It's not just Mox. And I don't think they all hate him, but I think they all know like eh, he's an asshole, but like they don't care as much, you know, hmm. until later on. But I feel like they're all like, Yeah, he's an asshole, but like whatever, it's just what we do. Oh really? But I feel like once it becomes a problem then they're all like, dude, if we're gonna pick sides, like gotcha. we're against you. Hmm. I think they all do kind of appreciate him because it's because of him that Tweeter gets to be the crazy party boy that he is. Right. You know, it's because of him that Billy Bob gets the respect he gets. Like, I think Billy Bob's great, but I also think that if there's just like a big fat guy drinking syrup with a pet pig walking around, a lot of people wouldn't appreciate him as much other than that he was like a part of the football team. Right. 
So I feel like probably a lot of the guys on the team get a certain level of like self-worth boost from being associated with him that they kind of appreciate it. Hmm. Even though they have to deal with a lot of crap because of it. Right. But I guess, I mean, unless you have something else to say about him, this is a good segue into the last like main character we need to talk about. Let's do it. Mox. Do you like Mox Chanley? Uh, yeah, I think he is a good guy. Like, almost suspiciously a good guy. Yeah, when he's cheating on his girlfriend and buying condoms. <laughs> yeah. Suspiciously with, good. With his little brother. <laughs> with his little brother. And makes his little condoms so I can cheat on my best friend's little sister. With my best friend's with... ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's <laughs> Um. Pretty cool dude. There's nothing necessarily wrong with him, except for I feel like those times where he he does show up and kind of shows bad intentions, even though like he doesn't follow through with it. Still, the act of showing up shows that he was in a headspace to maybe follow through with that. But besides that, I I feel like he's a good guy, but also feel like I didn't think he was necessarily likable. Gotcha. He has he has an interesting like talk through right before he goes to Darcy's where he's just like why be good I'm always good what's the benefit to me being good and it's, it's it is weird I think I agree with you Shanley that he's not really likable and I think it's because he's like high school deep do you know what I oh, mean Oh yeah totally it's like <laughs> douchey high school deep and maybe he grows up to be a decent person but yeah. I don't like this stage of that journey where he's like I'm on the football team, but I'm also too cool for the football team. And I'm reading Kurt like Vonnegut. I, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and he, when he's like, I love football when it's pure. This isn't pure. Oh, I'm God. Like, uh, it's like, oh, that probably worked in high school. <laughs> it, it's that high school deep, but it's it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, and then like how he's always like musing and just like, I've been walking around tonight. I'll probably just go home. It's been a weird night. Yeah, go home and like no, she's sleeping. Don't wake her up and then ramble and then <laughs> philosophize in the moonlight. Shanley just pointed at me. Yeah, that's something <laughs> you would do all day. This is what I do currently. It hey, is. Shanley. <laughs> what do you think about this? <laughs> yeah, I really didn't understand that whole conversation, which yeah. really was a one-sided like monologue. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's real though. I think it's showing like he's like that's the person he can talk to but he doesn't know what he's trying to say because he's confronting like do I want to like he didn't have to choose to be the way he was before because he he wasn't playing he was the backup quarterback there was no choice in it so it's easy to be like I'm glad I'm the backup because this is bullshit and like I just want to go to my smart kid school Mm. and be smart and read books and shit but now Nerd. that he's like got the option to do something different, he's like, uh, oh, do I want to do that? Like, have I been making this choice the whole time or was I just claiming ownership over the way things had to be? Hmm. That's a good point. Mm hmm. Yeah, I guess that that must be a theme that kind of goes through this, right? Because Darcy tells him, like, you know, you don't always have to do the right thing. Yeah. And when he's in the 
convenience store, he's kind of musing on that. And I guess ultimately he decides to do the right thing. That's a good point. You you get this movie, Jimmy. I sure do. In many ways, you're Mr. Varsity Blues. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> but man, I don't mean to just pick on him because it's the 90s, but he's got an awful style. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how last week we talked about a movie... From the early 90s, where the style was on point. It was balling. Like, great early 90s style. Mm -hmm. And now we're at the end of the 90s, and it is bad. His pants are huge. Yeah, it's like... So I remember living in the those uh those times when it was just it became tired and old about older people saying oh these massive they're sagging their pants with their drawers hanging out Mm -hmm. but now that i see it and i'm like no that that is dumb (laughs) it's really dumb i loved the look at all of the bad fashion choices in this movie because there was that just briefly getting we're gonna stay on mocks but like while we're on fashion i think i know where you're going with this my favorite outfit to look at as a ridiculous thing from this time period was Darcy in the, the party. Yeah, and then the party in the beginning of the movie in the like light blue dress and the pumps with the, the blue matching like platform sandals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had like a thick like sh- like Spice Girl shoes. Yeah, plastic <laughs> yeah. blue strap translucent over the front. jelly looking. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, she looked like a like a doll. Yeah, like, but it's just like I was like, oh my god, like toy clothes. <laughs> this time period when people had the exact same color shoes as their shirt and like just crazy like insane her, i'm sure her nails are probably painted the exact same color <laughs> her eyeshadow is yeah, probably the uh-huh. same color you know the funny thing is right now because i was afraid that we were going to move off of this topic in all caps at the bottom of my notes i have darcy's shoes followed by five exclamation points mm-hmm. so you know, thank you for bringing that up i really appreciate it because this scene where we see those shoes she's like half naked dress pulled up like getting done on the dryer yeah mm-hmm. and yep. i saw the shoes and immediately was like she kept her shoes on <laughs> well no but, but like oh my god i haven't seen shoes that look like that since probably this time period and the fact that you guys both remarked like oh wow those shoes and she's like, i'm glad that <laughs> none of us are looking at her butt it, it's, right it's, yeah it's we're all like single track mind of wow the fashion is what stands out here yeah. not the half naked woman I mean, translucent colored plastic was the 90s. That's what our cordless phones looked like. Yep, computers. <laughs> yeah. I think it bled right into the early 2000s, right? Yeah. Yeah, I had a, a teal uh, cordless phone at home, like a teal mm-hmm. see-through cordless phone. It was like VTech. Oh, funny. Or something like that. I had a, a phone... I don't. I do not know why I had this, but it was like shaped like an egg, <laughs> and it, it was like clear trans, like semi-translucent plastic on the back, and then part of the egg like swiveled upwards, and that part was a tr- semi-translucent teal colored. Nice. It, it was such it was probably a hard weird, to use. <laughs> it was very awkward, but it was super cool, and I wanted. I, I kind of want it now. <laughs> I can't remember where I got it. Man, zany brainy or something like that. Maybe Spencer's gifts. Maybe this was the home phone I had. Is it VTech? Is that the brand? Yeah, that's hilarious. Wow, can yep. you see it? Mm-hmm. Mid- <laughs> so 
my brother, both of my brothers had that same phone, a cordless VTech translucent phone. Both of them were translucent purple, but I um, saw a lot of the purple ones. My brother Mitchell had his own phone line in our house. He asked for it for his birthday and my parents got it for him. And Ray had a phone in his room that was on the main line. And when they would, yeah, that one right there, purple, <laughs> translucent purple uh, VTech. But when they would accidentally mix up their phones because it looked exactly alike and would hang up one line on the wrong charger, it would like cause a weird interference and they wouldn't work anymore and they would be yelling at each other like mine is the one with the sharpie dot on it (laughs) (laughs) why didn't one of them just write like mitch on the back i don't know it was it was a very small difference that's so funny (laughs) this is kind of the shape of mine but it was like semi-translucent clear on the body and then the cap did you just google egg phone i did (laughs) (laughs) we should post these that's great. So we so you think like in the 90s when they would like harvest the translucent plastic from the translucent plastic tree they'd be like okay well this goes to the phone factory and this goes to making pumps and this goes to making an iMac. Basically. <laughs> Must be. And it. purses. I feel like that was the big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in school Jellies. supplies calculators. Yep. Totally. We loved our translucent like cartridges. Mhm. Um PlayStation 1 memory cards. Yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. uh, the controller that you make your little brother yeah, use. Generic controllers. <laughs> By way, what's like Bad Cat or something like Mad that? Cats. Mad Cats. Yes. <laughs> Turn on the turbo. Don't blame the controller. Is that the name of the YouTube mm-hmm. video? Oh, man. That okay, was some good but, nostalgia. So, back to Mox. Yes. Mox Talks. I thought that the dynamic is actually pretty interesting between him and Kilmer. So like, because from the beginning, he's like giving him like the side eye while he's on the bench and he's just like, Kilmer just clearly hates him. This like teenage boy who's minding his own business. Yeah. And I think it's because of two reasons that work together. One is that Mox doesn't respect or care about Kilmer like everyone else does. He doesn't yeah. want to be like a football star. He doesn't want to keep playing football after they're done. And so like he doesn't need anything from Kilmer. Right. And I think Kilmer hates that. And number two, Mox is really good at football. And so, and so think, he doesn't need Kilmer? And I yeah, I think that the fact that he doesn't care and he's good makes him just a threat. Like Got it. When you look at Lance Harbor, like he's the best quarterback in the state, but he's extremely impressionable. But he needs Kilmer because Kilmer's leading him. It's like a name. Kilmer draws like scouts and attention, and so he's like an asset to Lance. So it reflects back on him. But right. Mox okay. is just going to school based on his grades. He doesn't want to play football anywhere, and so when they need him to play, and he's like coming up with his own plays that he wants to call and like doing his own thing. Kilmer is like super threatened by that. And I think it is really interesting just like seeing this divide because you'd think there's a great quarterback who could win games and the coach wants to win. And so that should go together. Right. But I really, I do think it's cool and interesting to watch this like struggle for like, what is your actual purpose here like what do you what's your real goal i thought it was a fun way to explore that 
and it is it is really interesting it's insane that he resorts to wanting to change mox's grades so that way yeah, mox can't go to brown wild. university uh-huh. that's crazy he's a madman so i mean kind of leading into popcorn i guess i do think we need to talk about just the nature of this community yeah but is there anything else you guys wanted to cover before we head in that direction no no yeah let's let's popcorn it so how do you feel about this place do you want to live in west canaan shanley no because i i feel like i feel like a lot of people say that like high school is the best time of one's life you know you'll always kind of look back at the glory days right. and i feel like that's really what this town is is just all of the adults being jealous and like looking fondly on everyone who is still in high school on the football team getting to do all of that and they're just kind of trying to live vicariously through them right seems sad yeah like i think in particular the the weird guy with a baseball cap and the like chops and long mustache that guy's the weirdest one i think is that the party one Party guy? No, no. He's There's the, one of the guys that they he show. He hangs out with the dads. When they're doing practice and they're talking about mm-hmm. how, like, um, Lance he, and John's dad are, like, standing there with the police officer. And then there's, like, one other guy who's always mm-hmm. there. The okay. hillbilly guy. Yeah. I kind of assumed he was another dad. He's but like, man, I don't Kilmer think he sure is. does hate your boy. Yeah. And he says stuff yeah. Like he used that. to hammer me the same way 20 years ago. It's like, that guy is especially weird. Especially because yeah. he. He hangs out with Sam Mox and and Lance's dad, uh, but then also he hangs out with the cop. He hangs out with like a, a few different other crews, but he's always there just as an onlooker. Yeah. And I don't get the sense that he's one of the dads. He's like the two <laughs> fans at um in Waterboy. In Waterboy, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you owe me twenty bucks. Yeah, those guys. he reminds me of that exactly. Yeah. And he, it's like somebody who played on the team with all of them, but didn't have kids. Yeah, yeah. But like he's still just around. Well, he's also he might be tweeters. He dad. says one of the <laughs> that'd be hella funny. <laughs> just never talks about him. He says one of the meanest things about Mox out of everybody there. He, he says he's not worth the <laughs> the Charmin double ply that he wiped his butt with. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that's one hell of a thing to say about an eighteen-year-old boy. Yeah, <laughs> like jeez. Yeah, that guy's extremely weird. Um, I hate Mox's dad in this. He's so annoying. He's awful. It's the 90s, so there has to be a father-son conflict. But it's it's not the early 90s, so it's not the dad works yeah. too much. But there, there's, still a, there's still a fight. Well, I mean, his dad is a no-talent pussy. Like, <laughs> According to We Kilmer. all agree on that, right? <laughs> but at least he listened. Yep. Uh, that guy is, he's the um, weird paleontologist in Jurassic Park The Lost World. Okay. You know, the one with like, the crazy hat and the weird wishy hair? I sure don't. <laughs> when next time you watch uh, Lost World, you'll you'll know. You'll know. Okay. He's He sucks. He's the worst. I'm glad he get, <laughs> takes a, a football to the face. He does not suck more than other dads in this, though. Okay, so Lance's dad is Lance's extremely dad loud and obnoxious. He's obnoxious. So one but of the I things think that, that gives him more flavor than Sam, who's just sucks. 
Lance's dad had all of the personality that Lance didn't have in this movie. <laughs> he sure did. Um, he siphoned it off of him. Yeah. But I relate to the competitive nature between dads. Between dads, yeah. Especially because I imagine they might have been sort of competitive when they played football together. Yeah. And it's like they intend it to be supportive of their kids, but it's really like objectifying their kids. Yeah. I don't know. It, it works for me. I feel like... I think it's really realistic. My son is just over three months old, and I already feel like that. I'm like, hey, Sean, do that thing. <laughs> That's my boy. Woo! That The actor who plays <laughs> Lance's dad is, is really committed to an accent, isn't he? Yeah, I. <laughs> so I thought he did... I wrote down that he did maybe the worst accent in the entire movie. <laughs> he lived in Texas his whole life. So he was born in Germany on a military base, just like my wife. Oh, but he grew up in Austin, Texas. No, Austin's Massachusetts. Oh, he grew up in Austin, Massachusetts. (laughs) Damn road trip is all over this. It really is. Um, (laughs) That's crazy. So he shouldn't be like on point with this. I guess he's doing like a, a huge cartoony like version of people he grew up with i, I guess. don't know it's bad well <laughs> hell it ain't multiple choice you think you're better than my boy <laughs> who's worse him or the neighbor from jingle all the way uh, i think the neighbor from jingle all the way is more fun to hate who would you rather live next door to Let's and have them Ted, like interact, from Jingle all the have way. them initiate in conversations with you regularly. Ah, uh, Lance's uh. dad. Nope, you're incorrect. In real life, yeah, I would way rather have Ted. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Just have him talking about himself the entire time. I mean, I could just be like, "Go away, Ted. I'm not into it." <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like this guy thrives off of confrontation like lance's dad doesn't want you to like him he just wants to talk (laughs) and i'm like dude i i can't with this guy i feel like they're both um energy zombie or vampires oh hell yeah like uh what we do in the shadows Mm -hmm. yeah i know you mentioned that you felt like the mom was an alcoholic (laughs) i no, i don't think she's she's wasted at the at the barbecue this whole movie has what i think probably the funniest thing that amy schumer has ever done is that skit with the like texas mom i don't think i've ever seen that so she's like the wife to like a guy who's like a football coach in like a texas town and he's like trying to like motivate the team or whatever and she's like saying supportive things to him but in every scene she has like a bigger wine glass than the scene before it and it's like a like fish bowl size with like a full bottle of wine just like sloshing around in it Love that. and it's super ridiculous this movie felt like that to me or this town did yeah. and i really wanted more of that just like drunken mom vibes yeah at that party, she's got a like a dark blue margarita, and she's like, "You can do it." <laughs> it's like I think she's. But it's in like slow mo. She's like, "You can do it." <laughs> so weird. Cut um, the freaking head off. I think it would be kind of cool to live in a place like where we went to high school. Honestly, I would never have known you were on the football team if. 
I didn't. We weren't. No, I was a football team. <laughs> like I don't. I don't. I think I went to one or two football games our entire high school career. Yeah, and it was mostly because I thought one of the cheerleaders was hot. Shit! How has this not come up yet in this episode? We have a cheerleader in our midst. Yep, I was one of those. Ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I do think it would be kind of cool to go to a like to live somewhere where everyone is invested. Like, I feel like it feels like a community when it's like it's Friday, we're all gonna go watch our team, and like our team's doing well, so we're all gonna travel to go to watch the like the away game. Like, it's weird, but it's also kind of badass to be like, dude, like it's it's not we're investment in. here though. It's it's weirder than that. Oh, for sure it is. Yeah, it's like, and I think that's because I mean I'm sure this is not super unrealistic for some places but yeah i think and even if it is realistic like in the real world if this kind of place exists the movie's about letting the next generation take control mm-hmm. and i guess it's, that's what darcy's running uh, running away from is the lack of that right like she doesn't want to get stuck in the cyclical grind of of this town yeah for sure and, and it's about the struggle for the previous generation to like keep control And so all these dads probably think that they should have been more successful, that they should have had a long football career, so they're pushing their sons into it. Yeah. And it's because they want their sons to succeed, but it's like their idea of success, not their kid's idea of success. And it's what's important to them. And like Kilmer is a representation of that whole thing. He's the epitome of it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the icon of it. It's, it's exactly. He is like, it's my way. This is what success means. And this is what it is. And it's like, the dangers of the extreme of that is that it's only serving his ends, not what's in the best interest of the youth. When you put it like that, it makes me think that that he's he's speaking from his own experience because he's like forty eight minutes for the next forty eight years of his of your life, and that's what he's living in, right? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But I feel like. It's it's cool and it's creepy watching this town that's so fixated on like serving these like teenage boys and that like everything is focused on them, dependent on how much they are supporting like the town's identity, you know? Right. It's scary, but I do think it's cool when a community is just like if it's consensual across everything, like if the kids do want to be a part of this football legacy yeah then it's cool i I think we had a pretty healthy like football culture at our at our high school i was technically on the football team temporarily (laughs) but i it's better than me i was technically not on the football (laughs) team (laughs) (laughs) but i'm a there's i'm going to depend heavily on your football knowledge towards the end of this episode because i don't know anything about football but I think there was that. Like, really sadly, a lot of people that we went to high school with are already dead. And the number of those who were on the football team is up there. And in, in our, like, hometown, a lot of times the football coaches will chime in and be like, hey, this kid was great. He had a great head on his shoulders, good grades, smart, was a, an amazing athlete. And I think the kind of investment that, that I witnessed, that I didn't exactly experience myself but witnessed, I think it was pretty healthy, and I, and I would see people who had graduated come back and help coach, not in a sort of weird, like reliving the glory days kind of way. Yeah, not in a 
what is it revertigo sort of way uh-huh. but just like hey like supporting yeah i i went to this school and like i know what it's like and i want to invest in you and i think that's pretty cool yeah i think that's the key to all this like a takeaway from this movie i don't think should be that football is bad or that it's the best thing or or whatever but that like supporting people towards their idea of success is like cool right as soon as it stops being about that and starts being about forcing your idea of success onto someone that's when like mox and his dad start having drama that's when the team revolts against kilmer that's when people start getting hurt well and the billy bob starts wanting to kill himself like all kinds of shit well when lance gets hurt what his dad says is like jesus don't do this to me he's it's like the yeah it's not about like oh no my son it was like Mm-hmm. don't do this to me and the announcer says you see his future going down the drain yeah. it's like brutal <laughs> <laughs> yeah should we uh, pop of the corn yeah Shanley any popping corns I really liked that Moxie's little brother was kind of a weirdo <laughs> you that? yeah that was fun especially because the dad is like Kyle loves football too. He's going to be a football player. And then he like comes walking out in some weird outfit. And it's just like, <laughs> doesn't, does not care at all. Yeah. He had, a, he says he had that ankle injury, but now he's, he's can't wait to play. <laughs> I don't think so, dude. <laughs> Popcorn Jim. I don't really have anything, man. Um, I have a couple. Oh, I mean, we have to give attention to, I don't want your life. That's like the, the big line from this movie is that cringy or does does he deliver it okay is that mocks to his dad yeah playing football at west canaan was the opportunity of your life but i don't want your life i don't care for the accent <laughs> but the essence of it's like yeah no i i get had you heard that parodied before no i haven't oh really is that in it's... not another teen movie it is. <laughs> okay. It's kind of the uh, the you complete me to Jerry Maguire is I don't want your life to Varsity Blues. Got kind it. Iconic line. Jimmy, is that line, did you find that line cringy or do you think it works? It kind of just went by. I didn't, didn't stand out to you, huh? Nope. Did you know that that was like a famous line? No. Huh. Interesting. Um. Uh, they played a team called Bing. Wait, you brought up the thing, but you didn't say what you thought about it. I mean, it just is. <laughs> I think it, like it exists in, in pop culture. I think it's fine. I mean, we, we just went through that thematically that, that that really does deliver upon that message. That's like, great, you loved it, but I'm, I'm not into this. I'm going to go do something else. I think it comes off pretty well. The, there are some parts of this movie that are cringy, cheesy 90s. But I think overall, most of it works, including that line. For me, at least. I mean, to me, one of the most powerful lines in the movie is when Kilmer leaves and it's like an awkward pause and everyone's kind of like deflated. They're losing and they're not like their coach just left and their running backs hurt. And Mox is like, Kilmer said, next 48 minutes for the next 48 years of our life. I think he says something like, well, F that. Mm Mm-hmm. How about the next 48 minutes for the next 48 minutes? Yeah. And, like, that whole idea, I think, is cool. Because it's, like, 
They could go a lot of different ways there. They could be like, we don't care, so we're done. It's like they they do care. Like they do still want to be good at football, and they yeah. do. They all want to be on this team. So I did think it's really cool them just like kind of taking ownership of that time and just being like, we're still here and we're still going to give this the best we can. Where there's that, uh, but it's just for this time. It's not like this needs to be who we are. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. Well, go going into that game, there's this conflict that's presented. That's like, do I Khrushchev? <laughs> do, do I be the football star or do I be the hero? And it's like one or the other. Either I win this game and I'm being the football star or I bow out to take a stand against Kilmer. And that's the heroic thing to do. And in Do that, they say that? That's the discussion that he's having with Jules on the porch. And it's kind of almost presented. Do they use the word hero? Yeah. Oh, so they do make some kind of reference to it. They do make but he, she, Jules never tells him I only kiss heroes. He says, I thought you said you only date heroes or kiss heroes. I'm like, no. She didn't say that. <laughs> At one point, she said, stand up and be the hero. You're mm. a football guy. You know about heroes. That's what she said. So okay. there's, there, and, and in his monologue, he talks about that. Like, we get to play, be heroes and play like God, so let's do it. And in that monologue, he, like, kind of finds a way to reconcile these two, like, flippy floppy sides that mm. they don't have to be in conflict. But now with Kilmer out of the picture, they can kind of take ownership. Yeah, I think that is good. But it is it is met with a slow clap. Which is pretty eye rolling. <laughs> is is it different? Is that like not a traditional slow clap because it's in the locker room? Because that's like something that football teams do, right? They build up a beat and then they like keep it. Because it's not just like a we're clapping to your. To, we're not we're applauding your monologue it's a little bit more like all right we're getting geared up let's do this yeah or is it just a slow clap and bad i think it's just a slow clap <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe giving it too much credit got a popcorn they played a team called bingville and then directly after played a team called greenville yeah <laughs> so that's pretty funny is um, it yeah those sound like real texas teams they do but it Wait, Matt, do you remember the football clap? Yeah. No, 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 that's the cheerleader one. <laughs> Dons. Whoo, I really was on the football team. That's the first time I've done that in 15 years. Wow. Good and job. in true cheerleader fashion, Shanley applauded that. <laughs> <laughs> As I feel like it sounds more impressive on the pads. On the pads, yeah. Yeah, yeah it has more not of my in it. Not of my flappy, <laughs> fat thighs. Yeah, it has more of that sound. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Take that, neighbors. <laughs> um, oh, dude. Gilroy? The high school from Gilroy? They have some damn good end zone dances. Yeah. They got the guy who they're, did... They're the break dancers. <laughs> break dancer guy. Mm -hmm. And the guy who did the flips... And then the rest of the team just kind of like celebrating dancing. And they're not the same guy. They just, they're all in it. Uh, one of their character, one of their players, his name is Byron Booger Bozell. <laughs> I like mm -hmm. that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, some football questions. Yay. 
So, Jimmy, you are going to be a new segment on the show. Football questions <laughs> every week. Email in your football questions, and our resident football genius, Jimmy, will answer your questions. Woo. DM us on Instagram your football questions. Football questions. Uh, do you you know that part where the D line like they swap? One of them like rolls yeah, over and like, like, hops do, over like, it. Intimidating. Haka like swapping places. Yeah, is that really a thing? I don't think so. Because <laughs> I saw when I saw that growing up, I was like, "Damn, that's sick." It's pretty cool. I think you would only do that just to mess with people's heads. Like you probably couldn't do that without accidentally crossing the line of scrimmage and getting an offsides. Right? Yeah, it's a very bold <laughs> move. Yeah, I think most coaches would probably frown on that. Also, okay, so my my next question is: This movie loves trick plays. Does a flea flicker really work? Because I don't think... Because that seems like just like a lot of flair. I mean, I think so. And maybe I'm not even using the right terminology. So this happens in a few different of the plays where the quarterback hands off to like a, like a fullback or a running back. And they then take the role of a quarterback and throw the ball. But they love that in this movie. There's all sorts of other other positions throwing balls that happens a lot a lot of people play a different position when they're in high school or for most of their career and then get to college and like you were a quarterback in your high school but you ran the ball a lot and you get there and there's a better quarterback and there's three better quarterbacks and so they're like we're gonna move you to running back and see how that goes but you still can throw and you have a lot of experience with it and so they might have that and be like all right like we're gonna pass the ball to you you're gonna run out like your bits of run play everyone's following you and then you throw it to a wide receiver or whatever and like the defense is thrown off to not oh because they're coming forward yeah because they saw the running the run. back at the ball handed so they come running at you and you launch it it's a it's a thing that happens interesting so that really works so yep. we're gonna do that next time we play football your little footy footy football yeah would hitting the mascot in the face with the ball actually stop the clock yes but depending on the rules for whatever league you're in, that might not be okay. So they do that all the time in football, but you don't hit someone else. It's just if you throw the ball out of bounds, because since the ball is out of play, it has to be reset so the clock gets stopped so they can redo everything and you don't lose yards. But you might get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty if, you if you're intentionally nailing the mascot of the other team in the face. <laughs> Yeah, um, so you probably get penalty yards for so that. So that was unnecessary. So he didn't actually have to hit anybody. He could have just thrown the ball out of bounds. I mean, it, I think it was very necessary. It was super necessary. Necessary? But... <laughs> 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 All right. So following the strip club sequence, we have the tackle in Billy Bob, the quarterback in Moxon, the receiver in Tweeter, and the running back in Wendell all wasted. Do you think that that really dismantles the entire offense of of the game? Would that? Do you think that that would likely really lose the game? In like real football, college or NFL, probably not because Backups. you should have several of all of those positions that are functional. You know, running backs are pretty hard to maintain, but like and quarterbacks, but. And the O-line. I mean, all of it's not great. If they're, like, your star player, it's going to be a noticeable drop. But I think in high school football, 
you probably are lucky to have any one player that's good at anything. Yeah. Because I never watched any of our football games, I don't know. But I feel like I don't know a couple people that were like actually good at football from our high school time. I think most of the team, you probably could just be like, what Kilmer did. Just be like, all right, dude, uh, I guess you're playing quarterback now. <laughs> and it won't be like a noticeable difference. Gotcha. So they'd probably be fine. I mean, you should, uh, the wide receiver shouldn't be a problem at all. Like, you should have it several other. Bit, yeah. Honestly, because of size being difficult to find in high school, Billy Bob's probably the hardest one to replace. Gotcha. I mean, there's no Tongans in Texas. So that's the name of my memoir. <laughs> <laughs> At least not in like rural Texas. There might be someone like Dallas or Houston or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we have multiple characters p- playing full time the entire game on offense. And then we see them playing defense. Is that just because they didn't develop any defensive characters or is that at all realistic that we see yeah we see billy bob step in and play d Uh because he's confident that he can stop the punt but there's no mention of why tweeters in there playing linebacker is that realistic at all Uh, again what i was just gonna say that this town is so small that they need to recycle people (laughs) i mean i i don't know you played at our high school but when i played growing up I played offense and defense. Like, really? In the same game? Me, Thomas, Tay, most of the good players didn't really get out. Like, and did they inject you in the knee with, with painkillers? No, but I was tight end and uh, inside linebacker, hmm. and I played the whole game both sides. I was really good at football, like to where it really upsets me whenever it comes up that I didn't make the football team and you did. It's only because so they knew my last name. My, really, my my brother who's older than me is good at football. My Pop Warner team made the playoffs like every year that I played and I didn't ever You guys won the Bourbon out. Bowl? We won the Bourbon Bowl. <laughs> so like, I mean, I know it's just like little kid football, but I kicked ass. I was hella good. I believe it. It's really frustrating. Sorry about that. I had no right to be on the team. I mean, I'm not mad at you. It's not your fault. <laughs> um, yeah, that that concludes my football questions. Does anybody else have any football questions? Maybe directed number? at me. What was your number when you played? I was 45. Or no, excuse me. I was 40 my freshman year, and then I was 47. No, 45 for the rest. Why'd you switch numbers? Wait, what do you mean the rest? How many years did you play? <sighs> I think three. No, no, it was two. It was two. Yeah, just so only one JV. Yeah. Do Do you know how I hurt my shoulder? Football. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> so I um, I have an extremely bad shoulder. I dislocate my shoulder sometimes just by sleeping. You were a linebacker. Yeah. Did you play? Yeah. In the games. Yeah. Like the minimum required amount. No, because or there were like some games lot. where I didn't play at all. Yeah, I was. I was third. Okay, string. so you mean yes? Like you were. I meant like they probably have a minimum amount that like they have to play the they players. Don't. Oh, so there are people who like never ever played. Yeah, yeah. And I still didn't. Make and I was team. close to that. But what had happened was um, people kept cutting practice, and so our defensive coordinator he made a rule that if you miss a practice, then you don't start and you get put beneath. And um, there were two people who <laughs> played over me. I was a weak side linebacker. And one of them didn't show up, and I was like, oh, shoot, I'm back up now. 
And then the second stringer didn't show up to practice and was like, holy crap, like this is... <laughs> and so just because he had to keep his rule, he's like, all right, Abad, you're starting. And um, I did I did stop a few plays. I did tackle a few people. Cool. I, I, I played like three series, I guess. But then in that one game, I hit a guy. My arm went underneath his shoulder pads. Like it went through his jersey underneath his shoulder pads and then my friend Jordan tackled that guy from the other direction. <laughs> uh, it pushed my arm back and dislocated my shoulder. And so the only game that I started, and I didn't play very well in, ruined my shoulder for the rest of my life. Do you remember what team you were playing? Uh, I think it was Santa Clara. Okay. Santa Clara High. Yeah. Do you ever yell at Jordan for that? Probably. He thinks a lot, jerk. Yeah. Look what she did, you little, little jerk. jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, football questions, or does this conclude football um, questions? Do you recommend football? Yes. Football is the best of sports. Okay. Even though I don't wa- really watch any sports, I do firmly believe it is the best of sports. Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am saying that fully aware that I'm going to intentionally miss the Super Bowl next Sunday uh, so I can go to Disneyland instead. Woo! <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to watch. I don't really give a shit anymore. Yeah. Oh, I had I'm one. Gonna watch. I had a popcorn that made it through. I think Elliot, the kid in class who says boner, <laughs> I think he's in not another teen movie. Oh, cool. I think he's Janie's best friend who's obsessed with her. Really? I, I should look it up. Is he looks familiar? Like he looks like he's in movies from that time period. Boner? Is Isn't it crazy? Boner, one of them. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it crazy how funny the word boner is? Yeah. Like. I'm 32 years old, and that's still funny to me. When they did that scene, like, a lot of the excessive names were trying too hard, I think. Yeah. But when they're like, what's a name for a male erection? He goes, Boner? Is Boner (laughs) one of them? It gets me every time. Just like, oh, man, that's funny. That's good stuff right there. Balls is another one. Uh, in a king, in King's speech, when he's cussing, and he's just doing a long s- string of cuss words, and then he goes and balls. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time. Okay, let's see. Is he in Varsity Blues? Two thousand one, two thousand. It is. Yay! Yes, the actor's name is Eric Jungman. Cool. Uh, or maybe it's pronounced young man. <laughs> uh, Elliot, who says Boner, is Janie's best friend who's obsessed with her. The fedora guy. Yeah. I My poem is 10 things I love about Janie. Not again. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Woo. It's the best time of the week. Hang on. I got to pull up that ham horn. It's my favorite spin. Woo. The best spin in the whole wheel. I am excited. Movie jar. Movie jar. Movie jar. You know, actually, I'm excited for something different. Mm. Nicholas Cage. You guys, Nicholas Cage. No, no, no. You guys both got new, new ones. New ones. New yeah, categories. it's kind of exciting, right? I want yeah. a new category. Mm. New effing category. <laughs> All right. You feeling good? Whew. Okay. Get loose. Shake it out. Wake up that it. baby. Yeah, wake up this baby. <laughs> All right. Be mocks with go. the spoon. 
it's, okay. a, it's an old one, isn't it? Oh my it god, it is an old Hold one. Hold on, before you say it, we are so out of practice because we didn't do quotes. We didn't do. I mean, I don't, rankings. We, we didn't do quotes. We didn't do rankings. I vote no rankings until I get a movie on the board. I'm I'm good with that. Fine. We didn't do quotes, but okay, whatever. Okay, go, go to quotes. Well, it's all ruined now. Do you have any quotes that we I haven't have said I have one quote that we didn't say that's my favorite quote from the movie. I want to hear it. I do like what Kilmer says when he's yelling at um, Billy Bob. It's really mean, but you and I both laughed <laughs> both times we watched this. <laughs> he says something about, I don't want to see your fat fucking face around here. Crybaby. Yeah, he says, like, uh, big effing crybaby. Something. Oh, I think I, I think I might know. Is is your favorite quote a Kilmer quote? No. Oh, okay. What did you think it was? I thought it was you're fat, you're slow, and all of a sudden you're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that a lot too. <laughs> He's so <laughs> mean. Like, you're fat, you're slow. Now you're lazy. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, that was pretty rough. But uh, no, my favorite quote is, "Keep your shirt on, Billy Bob." It's a strip club, man. I'm here to work. Here to work. <laughs> I I really liked that. I was Billy like, Bob's it's a strip great, club, dude. man. I'm here to work is great. And it reminded me of a, a close personal friend of mine. And uh, Sean. Yeah. It's just Not this zone. Sean. A different, different Sean. Sean. More expensive Sean. It's true. <laughs> yep. It's true. Yeah. That's good. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Anybody like else have a quote they wanted to share? Any closing thoughts? Nope. Not that I can think of. Surprisingly good movie. I recommend it. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I give it a... Uh, uh, a a teen. <laughs> a teen. <laughs> an F and teen. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I want... Eventually, when we get to this many movies this season, I want to rank this at teen. Not because <laughs> I actually feel that way, but just because it's on brand. <laughs> it's F and teen. <laughs> Um, not uh, another TN movie. One last thing I have to say about it before we move on. Billy Bob is number 69. And I thought that was funny because <laughs> yeah. he's like the funny guy and he's got his pig's name on the side of his truck. It's like, oh, he's just funny. But in the very beginning of the movie, they look at a picture of Tweeter, Lance, John, and, and Billy, Billy Bob, Bob all as kids, like in like peewee football. And they're all wearing the same numbers that they wear in high school. Yeah. So like, He's so like five-year-old Billy Bob was number 69. Love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like he didn't even choose that. That's just a coincidence. He really is the best character of the movie. He's great. I yeah. He's a sweet guy. and uh, He's a bit of a crier. Yeah. Cool. Peter drank beers. All right. Well, that's the end of my sorry for derailing the spin. No, no. no I, I want to ring out all of our love for Varsity Blues. Now, Shanley, did you get an old topic i did get an old topic are you bummed um strictly Jim. would it make you feel yet. good to say that the spin didn't count because no. we didn't no, no, get no, no, there no. yet no 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 no. we're doing this this season's gonna be different we're keeping this <laughs> but i would like to keep the new rules for it what the so fuck is that movie jar Oh my gosh! You're first spin of the year. First spin of the year. Second year in a row. This madness. But I would like to have all of us pick from the movie jar, and then from that, I pick the winning category. Oh man! I wonder if I put Varsity Blues in this. Oh my god! All the chips just fell. (laughs) 
A Jimmy is a Jimmy when the chips are down. That's a Sin City quote. Shanley, do you want first or third pick from the jar? Third. Hmm. You gotta shake it up. Not the jar, the bod. <laughs> shake Master at work. Woo! It's a strip oh. club. <laughs> you said Shake Master reminded me of when he, Jimmy used to be a Shake Master. And mm-hmm. now I want a milkshake. I always want a milkshake, though. It's, yeah, me too. Did you pick one? Do I read it now? Shanley determines. I'm going to go first. Okay. So, I wrote this down. Whoa! You got your own. And I've never seen this movie. <laughs> so, we'll see how this goes. Okay. If you choose it. But, uh, my handwriting says, Crash. Oh, oh wow. gosh. Yeah. Not excited. Damn you, Shanley. What the this hell? is a classic, classic <laughs> last year Shanley movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's like five hours long, too. Is it? Can I go next? In it. Sure. Uh, so I got one that was actually already nominated this year. What? Any guesses? Hold on, hold on. Warriors of Virtue. Uh, Clueless. Okay. It was fuck you, Matt. Warriors of Virtue. <laughs> Why? Why I do you know you this? Who's handwriting is psychic? I told huh? you. Who's handwriting? Mine. That's why I played so well in Monopoly. It's not because I was cheating, it's because I'm semi psychic. I can't even see it from here. I Warriors my of Virtue. Okay. Oh, it's the sequel. <laughs> the follow-up from Warriors of Virtue. Warriors of Virtue? <laughs> I'm hoping this is the movie we watch. I got a Jimmy one. Yay! <laughs> it says Michael Bay. <laughs> nice! <laughs> Good. This okay. is this has got some good variety to Very it. Very good, Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Kill him. <laughs> Kill him now. <laughs> there, so, there's some good Michael wow. Bay, Shanley. Crash, Warriors of Virtue, or Michael or Bay. We have to watch Michael Bay <laughs> in a live stream. Just, yeah. We, we like, just, oh, he's making some bruschetta. Do I people think? still use Periscope? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't know. I have no idea. It's like an app where yeah, people just film themselves. You remember when they did the like the Senate like shut in, and and all of the like old fifty something senators were downloading Periscope, <laughs> like we're okay. This was like a year or two ago. Michael Bay has got some really good movies. Armageddon, Shanley, is a <laughs> genuinely good movie. I unironically like Armageddon. Uh-huh. Have we talked about how I love Armageddon? No, I didn't realize that. Uh, there are two movies. She don't want to close her eyes. <laughs> she, but she does want. <laughs> she to do want fall to fall asleep. <laughs> I do. There are two movies that would come on the television, especially when you know we'd have cable, mm-hmm. and I would watch him, no matter what. And it would. One was Con Air. Con Air. Second one is Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah, I watched Armageddon like last December. It was one of those nights where I was like fanning through streaming and I couldn't, and I started several things and I was like, nah. And I was like, I'll throw on Armageddon and I had the time of my life. <laughs> uh, also, The Rock. 
Um, also, all of the Transformers movies that could suck. Uh, yeah. So you, we got some things to think about, Shanley. You know, I we gave Jimmy so much shit for messing up the wheel, but, but I really think I help. appreciate yeah. his broader categories because being stuck with Crash and not having any way to go around that is yeah. kind of a bummer. All right, cool. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I hope you pick Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very cool. Well, uh, I think that'll do it for this episode. So uh, thanks for listening in. Um, and we'll catch everybody next week on Movie Night right here at the Weekly Watch Wheel, where we'll watch a movie jar. Movie. Jar. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Hot dog, what an episode. I laughed, I cried, I made a sizable anonymous donation to a nonprofit supporting underprivileged youth. It's episodes like this and listeners like you that make this podcast special. So if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous ones, please let us know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening, and maybe reach out to us via email at weeklywatchwheel at gmail.com or via Instagram at the Weekly Watch Wheel. We hope to hear from you, and we'll see you next time. It's the Weekly Watch Wheel.